Welcome to the RBA Returners Podcast, your number one source for all things Final Fantasy TCG, sponsored by Ultimate Guard. Brother, I'll tell you right now, I'm... The, the, the further I am removed from Nats, the more disappointed I am in myself that I just, brother, I did not practice a lick since Florida. <laughs> like, I didn't play. I went to locals down in Yorktown once since <laughs> Nationals, and I was like, well, I went 4-0 here. <laughs> I guess that's all I care about. And, uh, well, no, but to be fair, I was super busy, but it was like, the, I sat down for my first game against Chris Neal, and I was like, I am just going to get fucking ranched by the this RBA man. killer, Chris Neal. <laughs> and, and that's exactly yeah. what happened. And he's so humble and just talking to me about wrestling the whole time while he's just just like it's like he's beat. He's like punching me in the face and telling me what a great human being I am. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> I just, love Chris Neal. He's a dude, good guy. He he, he, he'll give you the full clap. And then as soon as it's done, he'll just, he goes right back to like, hey, man, I'm sorry. You're like, no, brother. <laughs> no, sorry's here. I'm sorry for not being, I'm, I'm sorry yeah. for not being enough of a challenge for you. Yeah, stuff that sorry in his sack. That's yeah. right. No, he's he's class act. Class act. No, absolutely. But, uh, you know, John, that's not the only thing that's a bunch of class acts around here. Oh, yeah? We're sitting here with two and a plus one class acts we, we got the full there's you know the valedictorian <laughs> the, the salutatorian the only and the only on plus the, table. the only plus one on the table and that means we are back for the next episode of the rv returning we're back we're back post nats post nats and we uh brother I, i'm just so excited because i need to you know i don't want to introduce myself first because john the champ is here oh the champ is here and he, although he was ready for that lightning quick transition transition into the actual cast, but uh, again, we are back for the next episode of the RVA Returners podcast, post Nats pre Worlds edition. Though, what guys, Worlds is in what like a, a month from now? Is it a month? A month and change, right? The champ may know. Yeah, the champ uh, may know. <laughs> Worlds is uh, the first week of December, actually. I think two months oh, and really? change. <laughs> two months reason, and for change. Some reason, well, what was I thinking was in October? Nothing, brother. I don't know. The next uh, set. There's an Australian. Australian match is uh, October 14th and 15th, I believe. Oh, jeez. Hmm. Yeah. For some and... reason, okay, maybe I'm jumping through timelines again. Blame that large hedron collider. <laughs> we got to put that, Chris uh, back for in the jar. For some reason, in my head, I thought, like, brother, I thought Worlds was like, end of october and that's why i was like well i can't go i don't have a passport i can't get that in time from nats to worlds <laughs> and uh turns out there's just egg on my face the whole time i'm just making shit up apparently i'm sorry i mean uh, I, I didn't need to again, know what it was <laughs> I, I, won't, I won't be there fair fair but we but you know what we've got a lot to talk about like i said back for the next episode rva returners podcast i'm your host chris adams with me as always badge and gun on the hip ready to clean up these streets. John Schreiner, say hi to everybody. They need a lot of cleaning, Chris. And uh, we they got do. nothing, we got nothing only... but time. Hi, everybody. Indeed. And uh, we definitely have nothing but time. But, John, there's somebody who needs to be taken through the paces, somebody who needs to prepare for the main event. Um, he is putting uh, the title on the line. And, uh, you know, in this corner, fighting from... 
Viridian, where are you from? You're, you're, you're California, right? Oh my God, uh, Chris! You're from California, oh right? Where are you from? Where are you? <laughs> I, I don't know where you're from. I'm Washington. I'll brother. just say I'm from Raleigh. From the rest of the world team, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you want to come down here where we're raising them, right, dude? You want? <laughs> yeah, you want to practice with the world's team? Uh, we practice every Sunday and Monday, <laughs> and then locals, right. locals is on Saturday. That's right, but you are hearing the soothing sounds of Mr. Ryan Chen, your North American national champion. Ryan Chen, say hi to everybody out there. Hello, everyone. Mm. Man, boy, I'm just getting my, – my, my jeans are getting snug hearing that soothing <laughs> voice. My goodness. But, um, but guys, we have a lot to talk about. But first, I think a heartfelt congratulations. Uh, Absolutely. Um, five, hell five, of a day five, of five. cards. And we, I, I think we got probably one of the best final matches I could have asked for. Um, oh yeah, man, it, and uh, it was very entertaining. And for me personally, man, I was just like all smiles through like most of day two. But I think it must have been like halfway through day two when it was like only either my really good friends or my literal locals and also really good friends were like the only people left in the bracket. And I was just having the best day. It was like the best crossover episode. Um, Hunter versus Viridian personally was just like a, a finals that warmed my heart. I was happy either way. Um, and it actually wound up being like the longest possible configuration of that it could have been, right? Where like it got you get the bracket reset and everything bracket going reset, on. Bracket reset, yeah. Woo! Sheesh. Yep. And it was, a, it was a sequel from our other two-deck uh, match in Pennsylvania. That's uh, funny. Re-raise last year. <laughs> Do you want to know that why Hunter so lost? Funny. Hunter lost because he typed into the Raleigh Discord locals that it was a guarantee that one of our locals was going to win the event. <laughs> and then, oh, and then after no. he's like, because of the way that the the bracket worked out or something, he's like, yeah. And so it's guaranteed that one of those wins. And then it's like some amount of time goes by, and he posts like, oh wait, I guess technically also like Ryan could win. If like X Y Z, and then you just win. I'm like, that's what happens. You can't, you can't fucking, you can't throw a word like guaranteed around, brother. <laughs> Anger the gods. Shot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brother, brother. But it was an excellent tournament. Um, you know, fantastic day two. Excellent top cut. A lot of a uh, lot of familiar faces, but also a lot of a uh, lot of new faces. Which, other than Hunter, this whole world's team is new faces. So I think that's going to be really, really neat Brother, to kind of. Will uh, has been playing the game for one year. I know, and I, that big tip of the hat to him for just getting on that grind. And I'll tell you what, right now, like you, you know the people who have the fire. You know the people who, when they yeah. come to learn, they get their ass beat over and over again, and they're like, "Okay, how do I beat that? Like, how do I get better against and that?" That's dude? Will. That is that's literally Will with. to a T, dude. Will will go. He goes to three locals a week. He comes over extra to practice in the dojo, and dude, this man <laughs> right. is just always. Man. He is just working, refining, and just jamming, jamming, jamming. Things. He's like, "Let's go again. Let's go again." You know, he never tired. Never doesn't want to jam. He absolutely like had the right attitude. Put in a ton of time and i hope is uh is a success story just for like just the grinding you know mindset if people really want to get good at this game like it doesn't require some crazy history of having played the game or, or knowledge of any of these cards like you just gotta find a deck that's your style uh for him it was very much 13 for most of yep. his time here in the game um not that he can't play other things and plays them very well he just always liked 13 yep. has done a very good job like refining it and playing those lists um mm -hmm. And, you know, he just rode that all the way to a very successful season. In fact, the most successful, really, <laughs> your season can be yeah. besides uh, Viridian over here. 
and absolutely, it's uh, and it's we'll, really we'll cool dive into him. that. Yeah, yeah, man. most certainly, and we'll dive more into that. We actually got quite a bit to talk about. We're a couple weeks removed from nationals. You know, we've got a little bit of a uh, little bit of news to talk about. We've got some spoilers. You know, Opus Twenty One is already coming down the pipe we are getting cards of the week and i say cards plural um you know we've had you know spoilers at each of the events uh you know continental championship events we've had so far and also we just want to dive in and talk about our experiences uh because uh we uh all three of us really had a very uh unique experience this year at nationals um oh, from Lord. first timers to saving the day to <laughs> first time champion so so we'll, we'll dive into all that but uh you know first john we like to we like to take all of that information all these things we need to talk about we like to just you know compile it all together we like to you know sort it we got our files we've got our folders we need to get this thing ready for you know ready for uh for print so uh now you know mr 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 viridian sir if i can call you mr viridian sure. uh, you've been on, you've been on the cast once before where, where is it you think we can find all of this information i've already said it once hmm you can't put me on the spot like that uh <laughs> Sorry, which information again? <laughs> Chris, is it the news? Oh. It's the news! Alright, and to get started here, as always, John, I'm going to need you to grab your papers. I need you to grab all of your figures and stats. Go ahead and hit that podium and bring us the Octagon State of the Union. All right, Chris. Uh, hold on, I've got these have been piling up on my desk because oh, we actually had a, overdue. We had a, the, an awkward um, actual like a skip last week, and that's not even because of nationals oh. travel or anything like that. I mean, we fired nationals week, um, but I was out. I was in Memphis, Tennessee. I was walking around Memphis in my blue suede shoes last week, oh. so we took a week off. But despite all of that, Chris, the state of the Archeon Union is good. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, thank God. Things are great. I was worried. I know, I know. I, it, it was it was looking shaky there for a second, but things are good. Um, we just wrapped up number 211. Anthony taking it with Earth Lightning. Actually, Earth Lightning kind of been on a little bit of a come-up recently, and we'll talk about oh, that, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, in the cast. Um, but yeah, Anthony and Key, definitely the two at the top of the leaderboard this uh, season. This season, wrapping up towards the end of this month, I think, actually. What do we got? We got like one more event left, and then we're calling it. Um, we're going to have the in-between week sneaking up on us very soon here, um, where we'll, you know, we'll be playing some kind of fun format. And then the next Opus, Chris, is kind of like around the corner. Yeah. Also something we'll so, be talking so about. So F5 it here. is then. Yeah, could could be, brother. I'll tell you what. I, so F five was funny because it was something where I just like I was going to Nats, uh, planning to need to find my own fun. So I was like, hey, um, I'm gonna bring some of these decks because I just love. You know that I keep the Garnet deck on me, bro. Oh, you know yeah. I keep that shit on me. So I was like, okay, oh, well I'm gonna I'm gonna just build some of these other decks because they <laughs> the card pools are are untouched. You know I'm not using any of these cards in any modern decks for the most <laughs> part. Um, and I just dropped a message into the uh, the field. I was like, hey, guys, you know, if anybody would be interested. And then I, like, put my phone down. And I, like, was doing something else just because I did not expect many answers. No, not even, dude. So then I looked, like, an hour later, and there had been this full-blown, like, excited conversation about, like, what cards were good or, like, what decks were good or, like, what people were going to play. And I was like, oh, shit, dude, people were actually... Like, the response was so immediately positive. I went and I posted about it on NA. And then everybody was kind of yeah. popping there, too. And on Thursday night, dude, we we had, like, 12 people playing 
F5 down in the embassy lobby, man. We had like a full-blown event going on. There were tons of different decks, you know, everything from Windwater, like standard units, YRP. We had uh, like Mono Ice, Mono Lightning, Mono Wind, uh, all the Monos, Mono Water, Dataluma Cactuar. Janky Ice Earth, bro, where I never played the format before. Janky Ice Earth. (laughs) But it doesn't matter. It was fun. Delita Vanille. Oh, man. Yeah, dude, where you're you're basically just like, oh, man, uh, like combat tricks and power matter (laughs) and all this stuff. It's like so, it's so weird and interesting. Um, but it's, it was a lot of fun. I think a lot of people had a lot of fun doing it. And if anything, just wanted to like go back home and make their decks better. Um, I know some people are clamoring for F6. Of course, I'm an we, F6 fan. Oh, <laughs> so my, my idea was not that I thought it was like the best format or anything like that. I just wanted to play the first competitive format, the Boston Crystal Cup format. And I'm totally down to just play every competitive format, like as they existed in, in the past. Yeah. Um, you know it's what like I like the more about Magic the Magic World Champion decks. Well, right. What I like more about the F formats, which obviously not even like a supported real format, but those were fully realized when they at the time. Like every single card yeah. in the set in the game is meant to work with every other card that exists in the game. It's not like just a selection of cards. You know, when you go to F three or sorry, when you go to L three or L six, um, you lose a lot of synergies. Like there are cards that just don't. <laughs> That's Don't what they do anything anymore. For. Yeah, less exciting. But um, yes. so yeah, I mean, I, it's just fun to go back and be like, oh, we also were all bad. Like you know, decks could have been better. We could have been better. It's fun to see. <clears throat> but yep. <laughs> anyway, all that is to say, Octagon State of the Union, it's good. <laughs> Crisp, delicious. Yeah, because it was looking kind of shaky there. About as shaky as my flight home from uh, Los Angeles. But oh, yeah, Lord. Putting putting the cart before the horse there a little bit, but uh, you know that's not the only news, John. We've got uh, some spoilies. Uh, Opus twenty one, like you just said, is right around the corner. Um, and we've had quite a few cards spoiled. Obviously, there were some spoiled at each um, you know, Continental Championship that we've had. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's just some that I know. Um, from what I understand, community spoilers have gone out, or they're about to be going out. They have or, been distributed, um, and they will. Yeah. I believe the window for them being revealed starts next week. Okay, gotcha. And again, I mean, it, this is kind of a, a rare thing to say, but we actually did not get one this time mm-hmm. around. I don't know. How, I don't necessarily want to d- dive deep into that, but this will be the first time um, since they started what giving set, them out. <laughs> what? Yeah. What set was Wing Vernon? Was that Opus Five? Yeah, Opus I think six? I think so. <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. I'm pretty yeah. sure Wing Vern was in Opus Five or Six. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I believe, Wingvern or Deepvern or whatever was our very... It was, the, I think it was, it was the wind one, yeah. Yeah, that was our very first spoiler, and we've uh, we've come a long way, and this time we did not get any. And, you know, it's, it's you know what, it's fine, it's also not fine, but whatever, you know, we'll, we, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll address that, you know, some other time. Now is not the place. Opus but, 6, Chris, it was um, Opus 6, Wingvern. Opus 6, okay, yeah. so we've been uh, we've been in the game for a while, and uh, our, uh, our card has been pulled. Um, but anyway... But anyway, it's fine. I can't wait to see all the community spoilers coming out because so far this set looks really exciting. Now, I don't want to go too deep into all these spoilers because we'll be here for hours talking about that. But uh, what I want to do is just of all the ones, because I don't think, John, I think the last time we talked was when they revealed like the poster. Because I don't think we, because then, then, then we saw Shadow. I don't think we talked about Shadow at all. Um, Not that's on just, cast. I think that's I where think. it's, yeah. yeah. So. So what I want to do is, you know, I said all that to say, um, each of us has has picked one that we uh, that is intriguing to us, just kind of out of the uh, just 
by itself and just we're going to talk about that one so we're gonna let the champ go first uh, of these cards spoiled so far which one has uh has piqued your interest the most titan Ooh. what a card so let's uh let's go ahead and read titan here so for those who don't know it's a three cp earth summon with some fantastic art on it it's category three um it says you may only pay uh with earth cp to cast titan uh select one of the two following actions choose a forward deal at nine thousand damage or choose a dull forward and break it yep that's good that's that's it's just that's a lot of good words good. on that card <laughs> yeah so like well, first of all, my thoughts are that the full art looks amazing. If you haven't seen it, uh, it looks insane. Yeah. Uh, Big but the thing dude, is, dude. Yeah. Um, the thing about this card is specifically is Earth as an element really struggles with removal right now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it pretty much doesn't really have much removal except Hecaton Five, which only does eight K and is very expensive. Limited uh, to your turn only. Right. In a in a format where people in standard right now interacting on your opponent's turn is very, very tough. Like mm -hmm. you need to do it, but most things are very expensive, which is why like, you know, one CP Kukulin is probably one of the best summons in the game right now. Agreed. Like if our opponent's popping off with lock, like we don't really want to let them do it. Uh there's not very many good options and this this Titan kind of, you know, fits all the boxes, even if it's a, a little hard to cast because you need uh, earth cp mm -hmm. but I, I mean, and that seems like such a such a not restriction for lack of a better way to put that because uh this card literally just says uh tell lock to hit the showers like right off the bat <laughs> so, so that's a that's a pretty strong card to to have you know entering the card pool for sure i'm a i'm a huge fan and because it, it's both types of removal you get some straight break and you also get some damage based removal it covers pretty much all the bases that you want to have your removal cover so right I in, a, in that... a color oh go ahead go ahead mm -hmm. no, please no please it's also in a it's also in a color identity that doesn't really have it and like you know i'm a big ice earth gamer and an earth lightning gamer and you know the the toughest parts i really have are like four drops and like you know mm -hmm. ice earth obviously has no removal earth lightning struggles to deal with black belts so like this card is like super good for both of my pet decks let me uh, uh let me run an old earth summon by you guys all right Mm -hmm. What okay. about paying six to choose a dull forward and break it, or choose one Whoa. forward and deal it eight thousand damage? The the craziest thing to me is uh, comparing this to Atomos is like this. Oh wow! This, so this Titan is actually it's funny because you talk about like oh these identities aren't really an Earth. Like oh we we joke about this being like a really good ice and a really good fire summon, but this is actually Earth. Way back, this is what their summons did. They just cost so much. So Atomos was from Opus 4. Six cost EX Burst. Select one of the two following actions. Choose a dull forward and break it. Or choose one forward to deal it 8,000 damage. Well, it's I think if you were this part... Is... Go ahead, yeah. If you are part of the exclusive group of gamers, you never had to cast that one. You just got well, a free the, kill yeah, the EX one. Right. <laughs> the exclusive group of gamers. Um, right. And it's funny because on the EX, uh, the dull thing was almost always more relevant. Like you almost always just chose choose a dull forward, break it because the thing had just attacked or something. Eight K to a damage to a forward was actually like a pretty shit rate for six even then. Um, it's crazy that now for three for like half the cost and you know and much much more easy to set up cheat uh, through Ridia or whatever else. You know you mm -hmm. get more damage um, and still just that ability to snap that dull forward off. I mean this this summon just is good. 
and will find its way straight into all those. I think just good stuff, Earth Summon, mid-game, late-game, control-ish type. Also, know. Rydia decks. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, Rydia Absolutely. decks. We're not going to talk about it too much right now. I mean, we talked about it at Nats, uh, but Rydia decks are also going to love that guy, <laughs> Leviathan. I mean, all of these heroic yes. summons, um, it's really cool to see these summons being these H rarities. These last two sets, they've been really compelling. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of compelling, John, what card is a uh, got your eye? I, I, I think I already know. I mean, I, I already know what it is for sure, because the second it was revealed, I was like, that's a John card. If I ever saw one. Chris, you got me out there. I'm ready to bucket the moon. We got Gao, dude. This five oh, cost man, the wild child. The wild child. Dude, he is naked as the day he was born, staring <laughs> a monster straight in the mouth. Right and uh, ready to snatch victory from the jaws that's of the right. feet, dude. He is styling and wiling in front of the moon, um, and that's he right. he well, is of course uh, Final Fantasy VI category job wild child. Mm -hmm. The cost required to cast Gao is reduced by one for each monster you control. My ears perked which up he's... right away. Yep, which he starts as a five CP. Which oh yeah, sorry, five CP eight K. Yeah, so he's a little under curve, but I mean right away he's he starts dropping down. Uh, it does not say he can't be free. If it's for free, it's for me. When Gao enters mm -hmm. the field, choose one forward opponent controls. If its cost is equal to or less than the number of monsters you control, I'm laughing as I read this card because it's so good. Put it at the bottom of its owner's deck. Yeah, that seems pretty good. Um, I mean, we've already seen like That's Yuna. Removal. So Yuna was doing that with like Final Fantasy X stuff. Um, obviously, she cares about characters, so you know you're setting up your backups. You play her, she counts herself. But the nice thing about monsters, and at least has been true or has continued to be true, and what I've liked so much about them in recent sets, and what's made um, like heavy monster water list the thing I've liked the most recently, is just that uh, there's not a lot of good answers for them. I mean, short yeah. of somebody doing something like. Like, they Alexander me, they play Lulu, they get Alexander back, they Alexander me again for free, break two monsters, draw two cards. It's, like, the scariest thing that can happen. Uh, everything else is, like, they, they just get to sit there, Chris. They just, well, look at them. They're just sitting there. They're just parked oh, over on the side. There. You know, your Blue Worms, your Tonberries, your Blue Goos, your Quadavs, your, your, your Sahagan Chiefs, your Jefes, whatever you want, dude. These things are just parked, making this Gao cheaper, cheaper. He comes in, he bottoms a guy, which is a really powerful kind of removal. And then yeah. you can dull active Gao, and that's also the turn he comes in, you know, mind you, because it just says dull active Gao, not the dull symbol. Uh, choose yep. one monster. Until the end of the turn, it also becomes a forward with 8,000 power. Oh, boy, dude. Stonks through the roof on some of our uh, our favorite little monsters that kind of, you know, let's talk about Bulbasaur. Mm -hmm. Okay, this guy, okay. this guy is the king of the world. Coming down, blows up a bag of blows up a forward, and then he's just kind of straight chilling. Well, now he's reducing the cost of Gal by one. Gal comes down, taps himself. You know, Gal comes down, bottoms another dude, taps himself. Bulbasaur's an eight k. Yeah, you know, please block this because guess what? He's also unique. So if they actually, you you now have a way to use Bulbasaur to like attack. Uh, sorry, Aster Prolifiter, whatever for people who aren't mm -hmm. in the know, the Earth Monster. Um, now you can like attack with it. They either you know block, or they take this damage, or you know if he dies, great. Now I get to play another one. It's easier than trying to like bounce your monster back to your hand. Um, mm -hmm. This guy is good in like so many kinds of decks because he doesn't care about the element. He doesn't care about yep. the cost. So he's just like perfectly vague. I love this card. It's gonna be great. Yeah. One yeah, more cool thing that you can yeah. do with this card that you didn't 
touch upon is you can actually make your opponent's monsters forward. So if they have like a skill oh, that you want to kill, yeah. you can like turn into forward and then kill it. That's actually sick as oh, hell. That's really Dude, that's, and that's why he's the champ, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I got that from Rich. Right? I was also like, <laughs> how does this do anything? He's like, well, just turn their guy into a forward. I'm like, oh. You're that's so actually pretty cool, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can turn their guy into a, uh, and make it interactable. So that's actually, we were just talking about how um monsters that's like one of their strengths right is that they just sit over there and they're kind of safe and yeah gao actually um not only benefiting from that himself but also double dipping and not letting your opponent get away with it man dude uh, consider me making the face that gao is making on this card uh when i was dude, that's what i'm this saying card, like man. we need to get a hat on him that says we need to get a hat on him that says coach put a football helmet <laughs> on that monster and he's just telling him like get in there head on a <laughs> swivel <laughs> oh man he's looking good dude. right I, I love this card yeah yeah he's, he's solid he's vague in all the right places that's that's why he's a legend so he is definitely is the water legend or one of the water legends i guess for this set mm -hmm. um so you know as we've been sitting here talking john the one that actually um i i like a lot of these cards for a lot of small Chris. reasons yeah, I, I think the one that I actually like the most, I like this new Princess Sarah, the more I, I look at it. Because, A, first of all, it's the it's like, what, the second, uh, third time we've gotten a backup legend? Yeah, there are not very and, many, and they're actually almost always wins. <laughs> uh, yeah. Funnily which, enough, like yeah, Fat think, Chocobo. Well, Minfilia was one. Oh, well, had... sorry, there's four. There's four, then. Well, there's we Fat Chocobo, Lyarith. There's more than that, dude. There's more than that. Oh, no, wow, so there's five. There's okay, more than okay. that. So there's, there's a lot more. more. There's, there's more a lot that. more, but it doesn't, but it doesn't come often. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't come yeah, often. Lunafre... Yeah, the three I were thinking of was Minfilia, Lunafreya, and... Toto. <laughs> this reminds oh, me of God, the no. uh, over-under <laughs> trivia question of how many Final Fantasy Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, oh, there's like five of them, right? Actually, There's like eight. There are ten. But one of the things I do like about this is just it's just a two CP backup, which is always good. Um, it just has a cool little protection ability, you know, so you can kind of attack when, you know, bursts are super powerful as they always are. So, you know, the fact that you can just pick one of your dudes and like, no, nah, that guy's going to that guy's going to get across and he could potentially live mm -hmm. uh, for the next turn. And then I also like that you can you know because i feel like this is a card you ideally will play three copies of and or you know i know it's searchable off a lot of things but i like the fact that this turns your dead copies into something i like cards that can turn you know almost effectively like an s ability right is what she has but she doesn't she's not just limited to copies of herself most well, cool so, job princess so it's like yeah like yeah. you said she is tutorable and you can play mm -hmm. like the four drop princess era that tutors yeah, Sarah, 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 Sarah is a princess, is a princess but, Sarah, and she's yeah. a princess. Yeah, so you get the extra search copies. It's like, oh, I'll just use those here and and protect my guys. Yeah, very cool. Exactly. So I, I think it's a neat card. There's not a lot. It, it does a lot for not a lot for of two. Investment. Yeah, and uh, yeah. it also has that. You know, like Princess of Relevant Job, Stranger of Paradise also has some synergy in this set. So may also be a relevant mm -hmm. category. Well, and and what's um. And it's just what's really cool is I like I like the fact that, you know, it just it, it reminds me, speaking of F5 earlier, this card is kind of like has some built in wool kind of abilities there. You know what I mean? Which I think is kind of kind of, you know, I don't know, nostalgic for me. Just that can't be chosen by X burst on a dude. Seems mm. uh, it's, it's just fun. just fun. Nostalgic. But uh, I like this card. I like a lot of these cards we've seen. Um, you know, again, the shadow is one I keep going back and forth on, but I'm always, you know, I'm always going to be biased towards six, but <laughs> the set looks really good so far. The set looks really, really solid for what we've seen, but uh, you guys' choices, I think by far are the best two that I've seen like card wise. Um, 
Well, I think I Levy six is probably the best one, but I think so. I mean, the card's good. The card is good. That's. Um, I also like. Uh, you know, I, I said I was going to get caught up on this, but I like that. Uh, that that fire forward Merilith. Like we've just basically told Begalvin if you're ever if even if you're playing that card, which you're not. Like that card just doesn't get to exist anymore, right? Oh yeah. I mean, like the, the thing I really like about this set from what we've seen so far is there's a lot of cool mm-hmm. cards that are like build arounds, like you know, Gao, uh-huh. Darkness Manifest. But yeah. like they're not like the sorays, you know, where like, oh obviously I'm just gonna put in every single one like my build around is so obvious I just put in, you know, every Soray member. It seems mm-hmm. like you're gonna have to do a bit of a thinker for some of these and that that's always interesting to me. Well it's nice when yeah. like that when the build around is a big payoff card instead of like an engine yep. or something like that. Like um like Gao is just telling you, like, hey, as long as your deck is full of the right bits, like you will find a payoff in me. You know, whereas like uh yeah, I, I guess that some cards like Wall have been similarly instructive. And look at how how creative Wall builds are, right? Wall is a card that says, hey, man, here are the rules. And as long as you follow all the rules, you get to unlock this really powerful effect. And people have found so many different ways to follow the rules. Yeah. Um, I think there are just so many different ways that Gao can be used that are cool. Uh, so many, you know, just different monster builds and and whether you use them offensively defensively whatever it's just there's a lot going on there yeah it's always nice when you see uh, you know new cards added to the card pool that just make deck construction that much more rewarding and complex i'm waiting for it though dude where's the monster sweep like it's been too long they pushing it too hard it's coming it's coming and i'm terrified no i don't (laughs) it's coming and i'm scared well, I'll people have been complaining on. about EX Burst since mm-hmm. RAs came out, right? But this at 21, we start seeing some anti-EX Burst stuff. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I'll, uh, you know, I'll... that's like five sets later, so... Well, it's funny, because um, it's like, that's also an Opus 4 or Opus 5 thing, like Wall used to do that. Um, they had Wall Maya. used to just be uh, just a fucking yeah. brick shitter, man. You just play him, and it's like... Now, now your only defense just doesn't exist anymore. It's just interesting that I feel like some of these are they went back to like these identities that some that used to exist in the game or things that used to exist, and they're like, "Hey, we liked that mechanic. It just doesn't keep up anymore. So, like, let's just refresh it." And I, I like that kind of stuff because yeah. it feels like you're getting something new without them like expanding the design space too much, too fast. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they um, what they come out with next, uh, or what else we see for Opus 21. Um, and we've also, you know, we didn't we didn't touch on it, but I know we um, we're kind of excited about the next starter deck that's coming out. It's a oh, yeah. uh, with Decidia, mm-hmm. D- category DFF. <laughs> Decidia Final Fantasy yeah. is a category that that's has not ever had inside category support or intercategory synergy. And um, a long thought that that was on purpose because there's just so damn many Decidia Final Fantasy cards that it would be difficult yeah. to keep that shit straight. Well, uh, the, those crazy bastards have done it. Um, and those now yeah, those sons of bitches now have got us checking under every couch cushion for the letters DFF. And uh, you know, people are turning up a lot more than they expected to find. So I think the, those cards will be will be interesting to see where they land. Absolutely, absolutely. And then the, the last, you know, real piece of news before we, uh, you know, get to talking about the champ before we, uh, you know, before we grease him up real good and send him off to Tokyo. Um, there was, you know, we have also had the European Championships. That was uh, mm-hmm. about a week ago, yeah, last weekend, last as a matter weekend. of fact, um, yeah. which was won by, you know, friend of the cast, oh, Mr. JFB. Uh, congratulations. Came Long overdue. The mountain just 
beat everybody with a stick. Uh, that's right. Went back, right. them out. And, that's right. And it looks like our our qualified players are we you know, we got uh, JFB, uh, Alex Hancock, uh, Jordy. Um, is that his name Costal? Yeah, sure. And Valer- and Valerio is uh, I, the other two. The last two players I, I'm not too familiar with, so I apologize uh, for saying your names incorrectly. Well, yes. it's only Jordy, I believe, because. Um... They honored Evan Tan guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, did I, they? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot yeah. all about that because he had the one like phantom win for the season that never existed. Well, he just right. won. He won a Crystal Cup before the world That's shut right. down. <laughs> it was That's a very right. real event. Right. He won the event. He was the only one with like a Chalinka for the longest That's, time. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Time. Yeah, I'm actually. I'm glad you brought that up. I totally forgot about that because that I mean that feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah, so, so they actually only gave out first, second, and they played for third. Yeah, that's really cool, though. Um, but also, too, just looking at the decks, um, similar but different. I mean, you see some there's some Scion action, which I guess this was just the just the ungodly ass beater of the weekend. Just the the deck that was put together to to dumpster mono water, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the champ might have the inside line on that one. Um, I think if you took a look at the um, the Euro European uh. Mm-hmm. Like top sixteen, almost mm-hmm. everyone brought one deck that could beat Mono Water, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and well, I think JP was the Giga Brain. He brought two decks that could beat Mono Water, yeah. and you know, <laughs> <laughs> he won. <laughs> turns out, turns out, and of course, you know, we do see some uh, some category six there in top four, which I will always actually help. There's a, quite a few of them there in top eight. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I like how. It, it it feels a little different from ours, but I mean, I think the the beats are still the same. Which you know, just a real lightning quick segue going into North American Continental Championships, which of course what was won by our guest here, the champ, Mister Ryan Chin himself. Um, so what we want to do going into that is because again, like I said at the top of this, all three of us had a very distinctly different experience. Uh, this weekend. And since mine was incredibly short, I'm going to go ahead and start there, uh, you know, to segue into our main topic. So um, I qualified for Nats back in Florida, which we 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 talked about on the last few casts. And John, I didn't do shit since then. I I will raise my hand when I'm surprised. Yeah. Oh, brother. (laughs) Yeah, brother. I was a one take Tommy and I did not practice a lick and i got out of nationals my you know first time going to nationals i got out of it exactly what i put into it which was a one three drop now the third loss was again i was I, drinking at that point, in the I was lobby trying, well, no, well, no, no, well, well i was i was one and two going into round four and i was like okay well you know i can still look just doing the math i was like i could still sneak in and get like a cloud for a top 32 or top 26 because the um <laughs> one yeah. skip were the skippers were put into that and we'll, we'll actually i want to put a pin in that because i want to talk about that for a little bit too but um, I was like, well, I can, you know, I can still sneak out with a cloud, not make it a total waste. I, it, well, I don't want to say that it was not a waste of a weekend. Being there, being with the homies, is never a waste. It was an awesome time. But and Sam got so, to come out this time, man. That was really yeah, fun to have it, her there. It was, it was great for her to meet the the rest of the goons that she hasn't had a chance to meet yet. But yep. um, 
what was really cool was well, it wasn't cool because I feel I felt bad for him. I after you know, after the break, I come back and I'm paired up against Hunter. He got paired down because he's X and one, and apparently he had been paired down the round before. So when I sat down across from his hair was immediately like up like Super Saiyan Goku. So I could tell he's not having a good time. He, his hair is just <laughs> the tossing. hand is in the hair, and dude. That's when yeah, the you hand know is in the hair, and he mm-hmm. and. Well, because my first thought, we said he got pared down. My first thought is, well, did did because at the, the round before that, I had played against uh, another North Carolina local who had a great day of cards that weekend, uh, Sergio Garcia, and and I'm thinking maybe did did somehow we record wrong and because I because I I was also like tables higher than I was the round before, so I'm thinking, oh no, maybe we reported wrong and Gabe confirmed it, you know, whatever. So so we just kind of went with it, and I'm asking around, but like where I was sitting was the end of the X ones. And I was starting the X twos, I guess. But anyway, Hunter got pared down before we even started. I was like, brother, you got this. My, my tournament's over. So I was like, you, you can have it. It's yours. Two Oh, you got it. But let's just jam some game. Let's just play. Anyway. Collusion. Um, Collusion. Okay. No, well, well. Here's the thing. It wasn't collusion when nope, I voluntarily forfeited. That's correct. I conceded and, right and, off and the bat. And you did not determine the results of your match. <laughs> yeah there was there yeah Yeah. there was i conceded right on the spot um and then the hair went down immediately and i just played some bullshit final Mm -hmm. fantasy just keep up appearances i was like i'm gonna play this card i'm gonna overpay play this card next turn i'm gonna pass i'm gonna discard pass uh i'll pass yeah i'll pass you know just shit like that it's not really Mm -hmm, playing mm -hmm. uh, it's good because I, I hope that I was able to change the trajectory of Hunter's day. I want to give, obviously give credit where credit is due. He's a very strong player. One of the strongest players in the room, which is evident by a second place finish going back, being part of the world's team for a second time. But I'm glad I potentially had a, a hand in changing the course of his day. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when my tournament was over. My tournament was so over. An X2 at, at round three. No, nah, no, nah, brother, you're, you're not making the only thing you're doing day two is drinking. <laughs> be thinking about drinking yeah and i mean the decks i took was no secret i took f uh, three color ff6 and ice lightning but my big mistake was again i had not played a single game with shinryu i had only seen people play with it and i was like i don't own three of those to put in my deck but i also have not played a single game with it so i wouldn't know what to cut what to shuffle around yada 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 so i just didn't so i just showed up with what i had and uh got hammered ass drunk on friday Felt like shit on Saturday. Got bought by Chris Neal round one, and I was like, "That's the way this day is gonna go." So that uh, that ends my tournament story. The only other thing I did with Final Fantasy was uh, we uh, we just farmed packs on side events for day <laughs> two, doing the uh, the standard uh, constructed pods, which was kind of broken. Brother was kind of broken, so you would so you would just get a four man pod, let Sarah or somebody know. Um, they would give us all a pack for entry and then you would just play like bracket style and the winner would get three packs. So we would just play and we just kept our four man pod. We just would play and have the two winners play. And while the winners were playing, we would start the next pod with the other two and we would just keep overlapping these pods. And we were just, I mean, I I think we probably went through at least a booster box within like the first like 20 minutes of being down there <laughs> so yeah we, we we were farming some packs uh couple, nothing crazy guy we were all like because this they were giving us packs of opus Resurgence 19 of power. So like, yeah yeah so there was a chance for like a siggy cloud like that was what we were and we and we kind of made a pack if anybody pulls it we're gonna split it like that was that was the pack we made at the beginning 
of you know of the thing so we just uh, so but we got caught McGinty was on our first pod but he was waiting to do chocobo dungeon which apparently was the real side event to do um because you got like chocobo plushes and shit if you want mm-hmm. but we were like he was like well my thing's gonna be coming up here soon do we want to just play pack wars for this first pod and uh we sat down we signed up we got our packs we did pack wars and we were done within like two minutes and sarah comes back over and she's like did y'all actually play? And we were like, oh no, the jig is up so quick. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, um, we we were going to, but he actually got called over for Chocobo Dungeon. We didn't want to hold him up. um, So we just did Pack Wars, but we'll play Honest for the rest of the time. She was like, okay, I'll let it slide this time. (laughs) But we we didn't lie. It was true Mm because he had to get up and go. We didn't want to hold up Chocobo Dungeon for anybody who else had signed up. So... Then I think I forget who joined our pod after that. I think it was old uh, Jason. Uh, his last name Wivart. Wiv- yeah, Wiver, Wiver. Wiver. yeah, yeah, Wiver, yeah, yeah. He joined our pod and hung out with us for a while. So it was cool to you know hang out with him, actually play some games because he's a he's kind of a mainstay in the you know he, he's been qualified for every national since the uh, the game's been a thing. So it was really cool to just sit there and farm packs. And then I got to a point where I was like, I'm hot, I'm sweaty, I need a shower. And then me and my wife went out to a bookstore in the weird, the weirdest fucking museum I have ever been to. It's a place called the Museum of Jurassic Technology, which is just a catch-all <laughs> for bullshit, brother. It is. It, it's just. It just should be called the Museum of Bullshit because Jurassic it's just technology, like, dude. It's just stuff. It's just literally like somebody cleaned out their storage unit or garage and just threw it all in a room. And then the treat for walking walking through as you get tea and cookies in the aviary on the roof and there's no exotic birds it's all just pigeons it's just a bunch of pigeons up there it was the best ten dollars i spent all to the aviary (laughs) yeah it was the best oh my goodness well it sounds like you you made the most out of it indeed indeed and uh now before we you know let the champ break down his whole weekend john um you ended up having a very big weekend <laughs> out of nowhere um, and uh yeah. you know the community thanks you for it um because you it was definitely a, a well it was definitely a save the day kind of situation i don't want to sound like um you know i'm stroking your you know stroking your bones oh, here I but mean, um it was it, 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 was. it, it was exactly what it was so john why don't you tell everybody kind of what uh what uh, you know what went down as far as you know what the you know you stepped up just sure. go ahead and tell everybody about it so um welcome back to the rva returners podcast you may have listened yes. to our last episode uh oh shit yeah oh so, boy boy oh, so here's boy. the thing Thank you for clearing the air on that we were uh we were fucking hot and ready hot, hot and ready look we were two old men yelling at clouds and i'll tell you what not unfounded okay um we've said the same thing and i i must have gone blue in the face saying this exact phrase all weekend um but chris we are here we are always honest we will tell you it straight if if it's good it's good we'll tell you how good it is and if it's bad we don't like it we'll tell you how much we don't like it and how bad it is um so yeah there were a lot of things that we were quite upset about going into the weekend and um there's a lot of there's a lot of different aspects to this. There's quite a bit of I told you so. Uh, there, there's quite a bit of uh, haha. You know where did that bring you back to me? Thanos energy. Um, <laughs> but there's also there's also a lot of like hey. Um, there's a lot of we we were really complaining a lot about um, Square and like what Square uh, chose or more specifically would choose not to do um, mm-hmm. to 
make some of these things right or to put more effort into some of these things or to give us more information. Um, Mm -hmm. What I will say is uh, going into this weekend, I think there was a lot of tension on both sides, the player side and the square side. And I think that in anything other than this emergency situation where things were so, so specific to this one crazy perfect storm situation, I think there would never have been a moment where both of these sides just sit down and speak openly and honestly with each other. I think we have had a lot of difficulty getting opus and honest commun- opus, opus, open and opus honest communication. communication from the square. Um, mm-hmm. And if not, sometimes it's because we're just really angry. They don't know how to answer us and they like lock down. Right. Um, and then there's also been things that like um, are just miscommunications or misunderstandings or that we're just wrong about. So for starters, um, all the digital images of that playmat look way worse than it looks in person, where it actually has some kind of gradient where the art like blends it. Now, I don't think the Japanese event has happened yet. (laughs) I I don't know what the story is with that blue one. Uh, I I hope I God, I hope hope somebody sent uh, an angel to Japan to, to fix that one on the print line. But the NA one actually looked pretty good. The the art that they had, um, when we had the splash art for the stream, they had some of the art framed there at the event. Um, while it was still very clearly not made for Nats, like we talked about a lot last week, it was, you know, they, they had basically turned it into the official stuff at what seemed like the 11th hour, and um, it was really gorgeous art. So if they were going to do it with anything, it was cool that it was Final Fantasy VI. Um, I told you that they weren't going to be on the sleeves. But, you know, we got those realm sleeves, which is pretty cool from Masters. Uh, so everybody did get some Final Fantasy VI themed sleeves, which was sick. And in fact, I think there were a lot of other sleeves that were kind of getting kicked around at different um, prize tiers. Like the Chocobo sleeves from the Japanese events, I think, were in there. The champ would know. He's got a pile of stuff. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, there, there was just like, um, you know, when we got there, it was like, okay, you know, some of the stuff's not so bad. Um but yeah, the, the the elephant in the room, I guess, the thing, the big thing is I land in L.A. Um, you know, I didn't qualify for Nats this year. We talked about that at length on the last episode, mm-hmm. but it would be really weird for me to not be there. I'd always been there. So I was going to go anyway. Um, really excited to do kind of like beat on the street, beat kids coverage. And like I had bought these like yes. mics. Remember, we were like testing the microphones out the day before. Um, mm-hmm. We were doing all this stuff and, and we were kind of excited to do that. And then Irving kind of hits me with the, hey, brother, there's something I think you need to know. <laughs> there's not going to be a stream. I go, what do you mean there's not going to be a stream? He goes, the break zone. I beg your pardon? The break zone pulled out. So my understanding, I don't have full knowledge of it. Obviously, it's between them and Square Enix. Um, I I basically was told somebody was like, I'm kind of sick, and then never answered another message ever again. (laughs) Oh, yikes. (laughs) And like, like, you know, quote, unquote, (laughs) medical emergency, you know. And and like Adam Duncan said it best, like, what are these guys, each other's emergency contact? Like, what, like what the like what happened that everything like nobody can even help like there's nobody even consult like it just all falls through it goes from they're doing whole show and let's all let's not forget they had Cody and Irving that they picked as casters but Cody and Irving originally were getting absolutely no compensation whatsoever besides the entry pack um, they were not getting any money they were not getting any um, any like comp on the room 
or hourly rate. So uh, obviously we let Square know how upset we were about and how unfair we felt that was. Um, they didn't adjust the contract, but they did uh, let Cody and Irving, you know, pick whether the, the same thing as judge staff, they got to choose between getting the room comp for two nights or getting uh, an hourly rate. Uh, mm-hmm. Still not not really up to snuff. Still not fair for them uh, compared to what the other guys would be getting. But it was something for them, which was which was nice. It was much better than you know, come work for the break zone for free. Yeah, especially when uh, when Irving finds out about this while he's in the air. On oh the yeah, like he lucky that country. he even connected to Wi Fi on the plane, brother. Right, like like very yeah. well could have found this out after he lands in L.A. So, um, and I mean, I get it, right? They're in a position where they're really hoping that they're praying somebody from the break zone replies and they don't have to send that message. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But we get to a point where this is it. The shit is now hitting the fan. There's no going back. There's not going to be a stream, I'm told. That's the plan. The plan is no stream. I Which, go, by the way, of all the events to not stream, this is not that one. Yeah. And um, I go, all right, Irving, here's what's going to go. Here's how it's going to go down. When are you guys meeting? He goes, we're meeting in person tomorrow at 2 o'clock to discuss this stuff until I set the thing up. I go, okay, at 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, I'm going to be in the lobby of the embassy. <laughs> you are going to go in there, and you're going to tell them, like, here's the three things I need. I need this list. I need their equipment. I need their stream key, and I need their permission. If they give me those three things, you know, their permission slash their support, their ability to make this official, and the gear, I have the knowledge and the experience and we can do it um irving goes into that meeting and it basically comes out 10 minutes later and flags me into the room irving and cody fought to just not roll over because they told him oh we're gonna do this we're gonna do that they had some other plans you know they'll post updates they'll they'll take some pics they'll do whatever they can without production but there was not going to be a stream and i'm like this is unacceptable like this is like everybody wants to see this for the whole game, this is, like, too much, too important. They've wanted to see this for three years. Yeah, like, literally, it's been... We can't not have this. So, Sarah is going to get the first of many shout-outs from me. We've already mentioned her a couple times on this cast. Um, Sarah is the one who has now taken over the responsibility of liaising between the community and Square Enix official uh, for any of the TCG stuff is absolutely not her job or in her job description. Not that I think it was technically in RB's job or job description when RB started throwing herself into doing all that work. Um, but, you know, Sarah is very much like taking over for now, and they are still trying to find a, a replacement for that position for the TCG. Um, but I had been informed that Sarah is going to be, quote-unquote, the big dog and will be sticking around for a while. So that means I think Sarah will also orc, just still be involved orc, orc. Uh, making sure that things are are A-OK. Um, so it's like I basically things, what I can say about it, they were different. It seemed like Sarah would say, we can't do this. We would say, yes, we can, and here's how we're going to do it, X, Y, Z. She would go back and be like, hey, they said this is how they're going to do it, X, Y, Z. And, like, instead of getting the stone wall, like, things would move forward. This happened, like, four or five times. Like, there's not going to be a stream. Yes, there is. I just need this equipment. Okay, we have that equipment. It's two doors down at the Square Enix offices. We have streaming yeah, you equipment. you could have thrown a underhand baseball yeah. from the hotel entrance <laughs> to the Square Enix building. Uh, brother, yeah, and, the, and these guys were super committed. Like when I was talking to Cody, Irving, and 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 John, like you know, they're like, you know, if even if they don't have it, we'll go buy it, and you know, 
Oh yeah, like well, like like no run. Uh, well, it was like I brought my laptop for work, and it was like Cody had his. I was like, okay, we've got two laptops. Like, what do we need? We need a camera. We need like one of these cameras. We can do it. Yeah, like like it was like it was getting to a point where like literally I just needed Square to say, you can do it, and we were gonna make it happen. Um, and like I said, I cannot give Cody and Irving enough credit for helping me get everything squared and, and do all that. So uh, they're like, okay, it's official. Here's you know basically compensation. Um, they go, we're going to give you guys the stuff, the entry stuff. That's what everybody was getting who was helping out. It took five seconds for me to say they deserve this the same as me. We're splitting it equally. And those guys got paid for all the work they did that weekend, just like they should have to begin with. Okay. Yep. Um, and it was a great show. So they did. I mean, dude, I'm back there. I'm just making sure the computer looks good and the equipment works and that we're transitioning between scenes. They're the ones who are sitting there. I do it. I know they're sitting there doing the hard work for 10, 12 hour streams like they just got to they just got to sit there and be on the whole time. We didn't try to take a lot of breaks. Um, And then, you know, there's, there's a lot of that kind of stuff. So, of course, I got a factory reset laptop from Square Enix that had OBS installed on it. And Sarah gave me. The name of the font and a couple assets like you know the be right back screen the the official national art uh other than that every little parallelogram that you saw behind someone's name uh that shit was made by hand in photoshop by me <laughs> like uh, i'm like i'm trying to throw Seconds together before. trying to throw together a couple rhombus uh, you know rhombi you know i'm getting a cool trapezoid going i'm i'm trying to put bare minimum i'm like okay we need to have the round we need to know which players where we need to know who's won a game they if they can see the cards well enough i don't need to type the damage <laughs> if they can see yes. the timer that's on the table if i could scoot it into the play mat a little bit and the players aren't upset i don't have to put a timer on the screen and and so you know there were a couple things that uh aren't really up to my usual standards or they definitely aren't the way that we run things when we stream our own events but uh, I'll tell you what, dude. Square gave me the nicest goddamn camera. The Elgato Facecam Pro. I will never buy one. But that thing, I just pointed it at the table. Done. No glare. Nothing. <laughs> I, had, I had all these lights I didn't have to use. I, I was like, this is the easiest thing. I tripod camera. Boom. Done. And like uh, normally, I do all this lighting. We get it all set up. And you have to fight the glare. You guys know how. You've seen streams. Even the most well-produced streams of card games. You got to fight the glare. Uh, part of this whole thing was we had Hobby Japan had to be like happy with the stream setup, and so I had to like I literally had Marita and like the other Hobby Japan people sitting across from me, and I was like walking them through all the scenes, like hoping I'm like oh please like <laughs> I hope this is good enough I hope this is good enough like they they don't say okay we can't do it, and then we got to the in game thing and they were just like speaking Japanese quickly back and forth, and the one guy from Square Enix NA who's like translating he goes they don't understand how there's no glare. <laughs> and, and i literally just replied i was like um i don't know tell them you guys gave me a really good camera <laughs> like <laughs> like i'm literally like, uh, uh, it's your equipment i don't know <laughs> um and so that it's so funny because they like excitedly went out there and all we had um i told them i needed cards to test for the stream and they just gave me like four promo packs of sin uh, anybody who knows the sin I'm talking about, it's like the dark sin that nobody wants that you probably like if you were at Nats or like piles of these promo packs and people are just trying to give away. Um, it like doesn't see any play. So you definitely don't need full art versions of it. But uh, yeah, so they, they were just taking out all these sins. And they were like excitedly. They were like putting them into decks on the table and drawing them and playing them down and like acting like it was a game and shuffling the decks and stuff while one of the other guys was watching the screen. And they were like, 
you know, moving the cards all around the table. And they were just like, then they ran out there and they started taking pictures of like the camera and the setup with their phones. Like, <laughs> I would be surprised if there was not an Elgato face cam <laughs> appearing uh, at some, uh, you know, Japanese stream. So, so Viridian, when you're when you're down there at Worlds, I need you to send me a quick picture of, of what the <laughs> setup is because I'm going to laugh so hard. It's literally just going to be like their own stuff from their own setup from the Square Enix office. Um, but I said all that to say, like, what I did was I had the knowledge and I was there. I don't think I'm the only person who could have done it, right? I, I don't want to say that people like... Um, you know, that weren't selected for this opportunity that we were fighting in the discord with Square about it being unfair and these people not getting the opportunity. I really want to stress to people like um, this was not something that was planned. I didn't know this until I was in L.A. This is not me trying to eat someone's lunch. I didn't want to produce nationals. <laughs> I wanted to be there on vacation. Damn, I mean, I wanted to play. Right um, now I do it. I did it and I, I am proud of it. And I think we did a great job. Um, mm -hmm. but it was Which not, <laughs> yeah, me arguing about the break zone and why everything was unfair and why the way everything happened was unfair wasn't so that I could make that situation better for myself. Um, it was honestly, I would argue the same for any one of you. I mean, I think Mike Byrne could have done, he has like a mobile stream kit that he would probably have had on him. Dude, this man probably would have gone up to the room and just brought down all the equipment. Like, like he's equally as capable. I wasn't using any special kind of equipment. Travis knows how to run his stuff. He could do the, the commentary. But I wanted to use the guys that had already been promised. I mean, Cody and Irving made that happen as much as me. They brought me in. Um, I was able to do it because I was there. I mean, and they needed it to be done. We got it done. I hope that it was good enough for you guys. I, they didn't give me any music, so I wasn't allowed to have music on the first day. Then the second day, everybody was complaining the whole first day about how there wasn't even any music. So I begged them for licensed music. They couldn't get it to me. So I begged them if I could play unlicensed music. They told me I could. So I put unlicensed music on the stream for you guys day two. Then you all complained about the music. So look, you know, <laughs> we, it was just like any other stream. We were out there. We were working, <laughs> making sure we did what we could for you guys. I hope it was good enough. Um, I think the games are really great. I have to shout out one other person. I have to shout out Rainy. Rainy was supposed to have this fun weekend also where we were doing all this kind of fun like street beat content. She was supposed to be like hanging out with her husband while we were doing all that. And instead, I like took her away from her fun vacation as well and was like, I need an assistant. <laughs> I literally need somebody to run out there and bring me back the deck list. I need somebody to run out there and tell them who's going to be on. You know what I mean? Like those that kind of stuff sounds silly, but it is like all three it's of so the other important. people are locked to the table and you just need someone yeah. who no questions asked is just going like literally like, I need water. Like I need a deck list. You know, I need this or that. She was so helpful. Thank you, Rainy, for giving up your weekend and coming and helping Absolutely. us. Um, just as much a member of the stream team. When the internet from the hotel went down to, like, worse than 56K up, <laughs> I was like, Rainy, I need you to go to the front desk and turn on Mama Bear. Like, I need you to go up there. I need you to just start growling. <laughs> tell them, tell them, like, this is affecting the national championship and it's unacceptable. Like, like I just need you to throw it at them. And she comes back. She goes, they can reset it in five minutes. I was like, yeah, okay, thank you. <laughs> That's right. Um, but, yeah, all in all, um, it was a call to action. And uh, we just happened to be in a position where we have done it so long and enough times that we could answer the call. Um, it was something I dread. I, you know, got a chance to bring it full circle, Chris. I mean, because, I mean, people on this it cast, sure I mean, you sure remember when there was another voice on the cast. It wasn't me. I mean, Adam Lane 
Um, everything that happened in 2019 with Nats and, and casting and production, I don't need to tell Chris. I'm sure I don't need to tell most of the longtime viewers. I mean, we literally lost a team member. We This game lost one of the coolest dudes permanently. Um, Chris damn near left the game. You know, uh, we... It, it hurt people like on a, in a, like a really personal way, and um, when they brought the break zone back on, like this. when they brought them back on, we were like, "Here it is! Like, what the hell is this? You know, mm-hmm. like literally, this is the the dumbest thing I've ever seen." These people walked out on opening night of your restaurant three years ago, and and the other people have been keeping the restaurant open the whole time, and now you're gonna have another special opening night event, and the first dude you hire back is the head chef who literally walked out the door, and guess what? Oop, they walked out on you again. I mean, I don't think that they're going to get a chance to walk out on a third time. Um, we had very frank and honest discussions with Sarah about all, all of that, about everything, about why it upset us so much, you know, about why it, maybe it seemed like people were being rude. But, I mean, I explained to them, we felt like what Square did to us was, like, the rudest thing they could possibly do, you know? And I, I think yep. it's, like, nobody wants the game to suffer, and we don't want these things to be, like, I'm sure they don't want a 100 of us screaming at them. Right, but they just want a stream produced well, and maybe they don't know. You know, maybe they're set up for failure with with some stuff. But um, we the had a, the, we had the time to make it right. Sarah helped us make it right. So because of her Absolutely. hard work, as much as mine, as much as Cody, Irving, and Rainey, there was a stream this weekend for everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what? If we did a good enough job, you would never know any of that happened. So yeah, I like to think was, most people had very... no idea. Absolutely. It was a very positive step forward after a lot of sour grapes, as it were. The only reason Um, that thing was on our channel also, by the way, is because literally it's Saturday morning and I am in the shower and I get a message that's like, hey, full transparency from Sarah. I can't I could not get the stream key. The guy didn't reply. But there she is. Let me know. This thing is like, hey, look, I couldn't get it. And I don't blame that guy. It's Saturday. Dude, he's done. <laughs> the weekend is over for you know. Um, but she once again, she was like, "But I asked if we could stream it on your channel, just like the Materia Cup for Raleigh," and they said okay. And it was like, I'm just happy that we got to a point where like she was just as ready to like kind of wheel and deal it as we were. Where like every time that they said, "Hey, we only want to do this," we were like, mm, "No, we're gonna do it like this will work out." Like there was even a point where they're like, "Well, we really want to make sure the stream looked good, but we don't want to make you stay late, so we'll only stream the finals." And I was like, no, I'll stay late. <laughs> I, think I'll, I think I'll stay late. Yeah, like just uh, as far as we were concerned, uh, you know, the returners, but also Cody, Irving, Rainey, uh, that was unacceptable. So we hope that you guys enjoyed the stream. I hope I don't have to be the guy doing it next year, but I hope that it is open to anyone who could be just as capable as we could be. I think that we like to prove to them that the, the break zone aren't the only people who know how to point a camera at a table and press record. So, um that's that's it. That's all. That's my whole big thing about the weekend. It's uh, it certainly became the tale of my weekend. I did not expect it to be, and I didn't mean it to steal any thunder from anybody else who had an incredible performance or an awesome weekend, like the champ well, the, who we're gonna hear all about yeah. right now. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, we what we want you to do here, Mister Viridian, sir, uh, my liege, my king, <laughs> my king, my champ. If you oh, could, captain, my captain. So, Oh, Captain, my captain. So what we want you to do is 
you know, kind of walk us through all the, you know, all of the the normal tropes you would expect to be asked on a podcast. We're, we're, we're phoning this one in. So first of all, let's go ahead and start with your deck choices. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so so this so Nats was a Opus Twenty format. So yeah, like sure was. two decks. We only had one real big tournament. I think maybe two. Like Portland for sure, and I think there might have been one in Europe. And there were right? yeah, so there like sprinkling of store championships, but even then it was like what three, two, yeah, two, not or three? a lot. Oh, yeah, and there, so was there wasn't a, like... a drunken brewery tournament in Virginia. I mean, that's pretty serious. <laughs> that's some pretty serious testing, right? <laughs> But anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, so like, yeah, when you when you go in, you don't have very much data, right? Like Opus Twenty just dropped, like maybe one month ago. We don't have that much to work with, and you know, like when I started the set, I was like, okay, I guess Nats is the biggest tournament, so I have like one deck for like every color combination, you know, like I have like one for Mono Fire, one for Wind Lightning, whatever. I mean, half of them are unfinished because I thought they started sucking like before I even got to like thirty cards. But I haven't deleted them yet. Um, so basically, I started with the Earth, Water, Cecil stuff because I thought that was mm-hmm. going to be very strong with the crystals, a lot of removal. And kind of what happened was like week one, I started playing against like KP, who was playing Mono Water, and he was just like thrashing me. Mm-hmm. And I had like no cheap way of killing monsters, and I was just losing. I was like, okay, well, this doesn't seem very promising. Um, so, you know, then I, I've tried Ice Earth and Earth Lightning. Um, they both ran pretty good. Um, I was at that point, I was fairly confident in that I wanted to play an Earth Control deck as one of my decks, and very unsure of uh, deck two. Um, so you know, that that's what I was going had going into the Portland Materia Cup, where I like decided to bring Ice Earth because at that point, I actually thought Earth Lightning was better. Um, it had more interaction on my opponent's turn, which which I think is really big right now. Absolutely. And so I just brought Ice Earth. I was like, I'm probably not going to play it. I'm not expecting to do super hot. I don't, I'm not expecting to do poorly either. But like, you know, I wasn't like, I don't think I'm going to win. Um, you know, I yeah, I rock up to the event. I play against three very good players like like right away. And I think I go like 3 I'm like, okay, that wasn't my worst tournament this this event. <laughs> but, uh, or this, uh, this year. But I, I actually don't think it was like the deck choice, but um you know shout out to to chris like there was a lot of yeti spaghetti you know like like i thought it was going to be good but half the room was on yeti spaghetti in portland like yeah um yeah so then after that you know we saw sam prime do really well with the ridia he got second so basically i was like i just need to play two decks that can beat um that can beat cat six and then I think the deck, the second deck that'll show up the most is probably Ice Lightning. So it would be like extra bonus points if like both decks could be Ice Lightning, or at least one deck will always be Ice Lightning. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I came back to Mono Water. Like, um, I know JFB touched on this. He said like he doesn't think Mono Water is the best deck, and you know I agree. Like Mono Water is definitely not the best deck. It definitely loses to a, a lot of decks as well. But going into the event, I think it was I thought it was going to be very hard for people to play like mid-range slash angry decks against mono water and you know we're america we love playing angry decks like that's just my observation so i was like mono water it is we're locked in um so i settled on uh earth lightning mono water i 
did yep. actually did not have Chaos Arc in the Earth Lightning deck at first. We know like all the way through Portland. It was only because that the winner of the Portland Materi Cup and forgive me, I forgot their name, but they were playing the three color version of Cat Six. Yep. And that made me want to play old Chaos Arc. Oh yeah. double T. Yeah, so like, you know, Chaos Arc, very good combo. Super good combo sure when you can is. play it for cheaper. So, oh, you know, yeah. I was like if there's very limited data before Nats, uh, a lot of people are going to look at what did well, right? And like most of top 16 at Portland playing Yeti Spaghetti was the three color variant. Um, and I, I've talked to Hunter. He thinks the two color version is much better with the Stooges. And yeah, I mean, I think I agree Mama's with him. But... Recipes is where we went ever since, ever since Setzer came out. Uh, <laughs> I, I go back that direction. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I I do think that version is better, but I expected the the water version to be the most prominent. So that's yeah, why I agree with that. Also, I, I, yeah, with, uh, with Chaos sure. Arc. So, all right, so you've got your two decks locked in. We're heading we're heading to nationals now. What was your, I guess, what was your strategy? Knowing you know, two deck format is always a completely different animal. Did you? How did you decide, you know, what your deck A was going to be, what your deck B, which one you wanted to lead with? Like, you know, how did you want to you know, manage the clock? Because both your decks, obviously, water can be a can be a dirtler. It can you, know, you can you can play you can go to time playing mono water, but sometimes you can go to time playing, uh, you know, Earth Lightning. So what was your I guess what was your your strategy going into the tournament, knowing you're playing two kind of go long decks and just managing the clock and knowing which one to play first? Yeah, so I think addressing the time thing, uh, mm-hmm. I think I am a player who doesn't really struggle with the clock. Um, obviously, my that, <laughs> obviously my opponent, you know, they might have more tough decisions, but at least I can control my side. And sure. I think a lot of that comes just because I play a lot, or like I do mm-hmm. a lot of like random testing. Um, and I do like when I when I do testing, I like to just like try to play fast to you know maintain mm-hmm. my pace. If something goes wrong, it's practice, right? You learn from yeah. it. The next time you can like shortcut, you know, you're like, okay, I think this is bad, so I'll not do that. <laughs> cut, cut my uh, tree by one. Yeah, you um, so the main, so I, then the main thing of of leading with Chaos Arc. Uh, so I always played Earth Lightning first. Um, okay. It's because if my opponent played Sore game one, right, or like Wall game one, and if they beat my Mono Water deck, I'm super sad. My Earth Lightning Chaos Arc deck like wants to. To just beat the multicolor deck, and then if my if my chaos like let's say my water beats their second deck, but their second deck's like a mono water deck, uh, my mm-hmm. earth lightning deck's so sad, and I'm just like, well, <laughs> there's one reason why I wanted to play this deck, and it was against like three color and more more decks. No, it makes sense. So I so you led with that every time. Now each good and if oh, I mean I know we're a couple weeks removed. Do you remember? who your opponents were going into each round or as as much as you can remember kind of walk us through yeah so shout out to mike powell i like uh saw his twitter post and basically just copied his format where he did like a mini tournament report <laughs> so i actually wrote all of it down uh so round one i played john smith which was actually super disappointing because he's like basically my my local from seattle he Moved oh. to Alaska recently, but you know, you you start a tournament, you sit down next to your homie, and you're like, "Well, this sucks." Um, Tell me about thing. it. Yeah, funny funny thing was he actually read Ray Chow, 
like he missed thought he was playing someone another one of our locals and then they were sad he's like oh sweet i'm not playing as ray <laughs> the story like, of oh, the wait. weekend brother <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like oh wait we're playing um so you know how i told you i always led with the earth lightning chaos arc mm-hmm. uh i've actually played with john he's one of my regular testing buddies we, we jam a lot online and he mm-hmm. plays the mono lightning chaos arc and the mono earth monster mirror monster deck mm-hmm. so I actually knew that, like, and he, we basically, he basically was like, I'm always gonna lead with my mono lightning deck, and by playing that that game, I needed, I knew, like, because we tested so much that my mono water had to beat his mono lightning deck, because my mono water deck like could not beat the mono earth deck, so I kind of like switched it on him like that day. I'm like, I'm just gonna lead with mono water, see what happens. Hope he continues with this game plan, and if he does, it's really good for me. And if it's not, then I probably will lose. Um. So, you know, game one, I, I matched my Mono Water versus his uh, Mono Lightning Chaos Arc, um, which I won. Um, nice. There's, like, cool things. That, like, so, I guess in that matchup, I just tried to play, like, Tidus, and I, you know, like, first of all, I'm Mono, so his Chaos Arc is super expensive. Um, mm-hmm. Second of all, I just want to play, my game, main game plan is to play one forward, probably Tidus, and, like, a Blue Worm. So if he ever tries to chaos arc me i can just like turn on my my blue worm and give it to him and then try to use atomos or 6 cp lev to like remove the chaos so he doesn't have the ability to you know arc my my blue worm before i can give it to him um so that's basically what i did and then kind of just cleaned him up with the efficiency uh game two earth lightning versus mono lightning i lost they're they're doing the same thing i'm doing but like um like they're mono, so my my chaos arcs are way worse, and all of my forwards are like super haymakers. Like if they steal Robo, if they steal X Death, if they steal my Man in Black, it's like so bad for me. Whereas yeah. if I steal like a Yashtola, it's like okay, who cares? <laughs> and then the last game I played Earth Lightning versus Mono Earth. Um, X Death is really good against Mira, so like if you get to the late game, you will probably win. Um, yeah. John's also playing a spicy tech. He played the light. Uh, Ultima card? I think it's like the 7 CP light summon. Oh, wow. Was he playing yeah. F5? <laughs> the Opus yeah, that... 3 Legend Ultima? Gee. Wow. Yeah, I remember. So, like, I when I watched Brian Berkeley play this in Portland, he ran into, like, Greg Cole, who was playing, like, 4 CP arc, the one that pumps if you have a lot of colors on board. And he had Warrior of Light. And, like, Brian could, like, never get through his wall of fours. They were just too Dude, big. arc is actually wild. Like, the fact that Ark buffs himself is, is cracked. Yeah, so, like, when we were talking about that, like, that, that Ultima attack was, like, really good, right? Because then you can, like, clear the board state and try to kill them in one turn with all your monsters. Um, I remember the first time I saw it, I was, like, testing against John. I had, like, felt Thanos on board and Exeth. I'm like, oh, yeah, so you're dead now, right? Like, you can't answer this. And he's like, well, I don't know. And then he plays Ultima. I'm like, what the heck just happened to me? And then he's like, yeah, he just like yeah, killed me uh, one turn. I'll tell you when you find out about Ultima, dude. The first time I found out about Ultima it was as I lost a tournament to Ultima. All right? Like, that's that's how it goes. You don't see it the whole game, and, and you're like, all right, this is perfect. Everything's fine. They're like, or they it's remove not. everything from the game. <laughs> Go. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Uh, so, you know, uh, I was able to beat John round one. So it was very sad that I beat my my friend, but you know we're we're one zero. Um, round two, I played against Pat Pat G. Uh, this is a Kansas City local, one of KP's good friends. Um, he was actually playing the same decks as uh, 
KP, they were playing. Uh, he was playing Ridia deck plus a a mono water deck. Um, in that matchup, or in the, in the two deck composition, like both of my decks beat Ridia, so he can't really win anyways. Like if, if things go as expected, I'm not saying sure. like I'll always win, but I think I'm favored. Um, and then I he bricked. He also bricked on Ridia, so like I, I oh, beat Earth Lightning okay. into Ridia, and then I beat the mono, mono water mirror. Nice. So you're you're off to a clean 2-0, it sounds like here. Yeah, we're feeling pretty good. Like not real I didn't really play what I like, you know how I was like I was prepping for cat six, right? I like didn't see any cat six. I was like, oh that's weird. Um, yeah, considering it was like was it not was it the most represented deck in the room? I feel like that and mono water it were was the definitely two that and mono water room. were the two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were the most <laughs> And then I think in top cut it was mono water first, right? And then six second. It might yeah, have been by like around, one copy yeah. or something like that. But yeah, definitely the tail of the tape all day was uh, was mono water uh, FF six and then Shinryu. <laughs> if, if you weren't <laughs> yes. one of those two decks, you had three dragons in the deck. I think Irving was saying something like, if you're not, if you don't have three Shinryus in one of your decks, you're doing something wrong this weekend or something like that. Uh, that's that's the all truth. Weekend. Yeah. I mean, people say like round three. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say people say like tidal wave is like one of the best things about Shinryu, but when you play it in water and you just like grab another ash, like that feels pretty good too. Like you don't need yeah, to tidal out, wave. Turns out that's what water was doing that made it so good before, and uh, oh, you can just keep doing it. Except now Sildra yeah, has less ability and is a forward. Yes. <laughs> you love mm-hmm. it. You love it. But now you're going into round three. You're two zero. Who is your next opponent? There, champ. Uh, it was Azul. From uh, California, yeah. This, this was a uh, this was a guy I've only heard stories of. You know, like one of the OGs, probably. Like, you <laughs> know, OGs heard, to me. I've heard the tales <laughs> of Azul. He's good, what man. A... He qualified on Cat Six too. He was uh, he was happy. He sent me a, once he qualified. He sent me a message thanking me, but I was like, Nah, brother. I should be thanking you. You're 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 a better player than I am, Azul. Yeah, definitely very very nice player. Like first time meeting him. You know, everyone from SoCal. You know, talks about him. We had, you know, two games. I played Earth Lightning versus Sore. Um, this is like the good part of Chaos Arc. You know, I was able to run him, run him over with the the Chaos Arc once it stuck. And then I played. Then he changed decks, so I played Water versus a Cat Six deck. And uh, yeah, Water Water won. Uh, he was playing the three color version. He had a slow start, and then once Mono Water gets going, it's hard for them to you know come back if you like Kuchelain the lock. Yeah. Yeah, turning uh-huh. a potential draw four to a draw one turn just really stops the momentum pretty You cold. boys are playing the Chief. <laughs> right. Chris hates and the I've Chief. Been saying, I've been saying, I, brother, I've been saying it for two sets. The Chief is the chief is what makes that matchup hard. I mean, obviously, one CP Kukulain makes the match hard, too. But but look, I'm still a fan. And here's the thing. This is why I'm also, and not to not to cut you off there, champ, uh, my, my most profound apologies, but that's a, a, another reason that I still like General Leo in Mama's Classic Recipe, because be, the, t- giving shutting that card off on a turn where I it was it was the same reason we put him in there for Amaterasu, right? Being able to keep my lock alive or keep his ability active for the whole turn sometimes is enough. So, yep. but but um, but yeah, but so. I'm sorry, I, I forgot where I was going with that, but I just know that, you know, Mama's Classic Recipe, enjoy it. It's in jars. 
Yeah, and then round four. So I really, uh, so you know how Hunter, you said you had to pair down like round three. I was like, yeah. damn, that sucks. And I like, I truly felt this pain. I got the pair, pair down round four. I played, oh no! <laughs> I played a uh, Ray Chow, who's actually one of my locals as well. You know, very very good player. And I was like, dang, out of all the pair downs, I don't I don't want this one. Um, he was playing Cat Six and Earth Lightning, so mm-hmm. I I lost versus Cat Six with Earth Lightning. Then I won an Earth Lightning Mirror, and then I lost with my water deck against his Earth Lightning. Oh no! So you are the the the, the undefeated dream is dead. You are X one now, I, and it, it always feels worse when it's on the pair down too. Right. So I, I was definitely like not feeling super confident because there's two more rounds left. I got the pair down, mm-hmm. so I felt like I had to win both. Yeah. Uh huh. So then round five, I played against Daniel G. Um, like he goes by Ghoul. Oh, uh, Ghoul. Yeah. Oh, Ghoul. Yeah, Ghoul. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, he's he's a very great guy. I enjoy you know talking to him after like during the events and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he chose to bring Mono Lightning Chaos Arc and a Radio deck. And what was funny was I had done a lot of testing with John Smith like you know the weeks before Nats, and he was like, "I'm gonna keep my like he he thought that the his Mono Lightning Chaos Arc deck was like secret tech, and you know to me I also like never played against anyone else playing Mono Lightning Chaos Arc. Mm-hmm. And I walk in Nats, I'm like, oh, dang, all the Gamers Command are also playing Mono Lightning Chaos yeah, there, Arc. There was actually a, quite a few, <laughs> quite a few versions uh, of that running around. Yeah, it was on the spreadsheet, turns out. It was on the spreadsheet. Yeah. So, yeah, it was super funny, but, like, you know, I had some experience with it. Um, I, you know, I led with my Earth Lightning, and then he played his Mono Lightning Chaos Arc. He demolished me, you know. Uh, he did everything I wanted to do, but better. And he had Hasters. Uh, but then I played my Earth Lightning vs. Rydia. I think the card that caught him off by surprise was this 1CP Ramu card that says kill a, yeah. a forward or monster if like costs two or less. Two or less, yeah, and it's a burst. It is a burst. So like I would I put like I put it on top of my deck with Seymour and he had like the readings like I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> and you then, get got, that's what happens. Yeah, like your Rydia's dead or you're spending a Mistragon, which doesn't feel super great with your Rydia. Mm-hmm. And when it's a one CP summon too, it's like very easy for you to just threaten it. Yep. Yeah. Like you'll just trade the card Absolutely. for the card in his hand at that point. Yep. And then so yeah, I was able to win that matchup. But then we had a very very tough game three. It was Water vs Rydia. This mm-hmm. one was like super memorable to me because he like amada me four times, and I definitely thought I was gonna lose because he had some. Oh man. He had he played an early Rydia with four counters, and I'm like, okay, I guess I gotta kill this. And he played like the Rosa too, so I'm like, okay, lightning, remove your guy. He's like, I'm on. I'm like, okay, that sucks. Fine. Attacks me two damage. I'm like, okay. Uh, play another backup, so I'm at four. I'm like, Ash, try to kill your reading. He's like, I'm on. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. He had two. Oh, <laughs> and, then he play- and then he plays like Earth Cecil, takes the damage, whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll play Realm, bounce my Ash, replay Ash to kill your, your uh, Rydia. And he's like, crack my, crack my Earth Cecil, bring out Wind Cecil. Play Garnet for free. Pick up a Mott. A Mott your Ash. I'm like, I think I'm dead. <laughs> um, Yikes. At, at some point, he got me to damage five, and I was able to stick the Fiend the fiend out, which yeah. wasn't like the best card, card this weekend, but like it was very good in that matchup. Um, and I think I got a bit lucky there. I think if he were uh, played a little bit more aggressively and like tried to double cast summons, I might have I died. But... Mm-hmm. I was able to sneak the win. Um, so 
that was definitely a very like you know like nerve-wracking game i felt like i should probably could have lost like it was very losable um, yeah, you're making it sound like you got away with one there. I did. I, I think I did get away with one. I'll, I'll be honest. I think I got away with one. Um, <laughs> round but six. I hear, I hear you sorry. got away with two this weekend. Oh yeah, I'm about to. <laughs> 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 round six. This Whee! one I, I super got away with. Uh, I, pl- I played Kelly Thatcher. He's a he's a player and a guy I respect a lot. We're good friends, you know. Very strong player. Very. Strong I player. go to SoCal a lot. You know, he's he lives in SoCal as well. We hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, he's playing Sorry and, and Mono Water. So, you know, right away off the bat, I play Earth Lightning versus Soray. He decides to play very aggressively um, mm-hmm. by doing like a Edel Amber, try to do Edel Amber turn one by discarding mm-hmm. the Amber. And then I, I MD'd it. So then I was super far ahead. Um, and then I like Chaos Arced him, and the game was, was pretty yeah, much that's over. Crap. <laughs> Uh, game two, I played Water versus Soray. Uh, he did Soray things. Um, it's very hard for Water to recover if they ever do like Warrior of Light plus Zidane, the Fire Wind one. Picks yeah. All cards. Um, so I swiftly lost that. Um, then we had the Armana Water Mirror. Uh, this game was kind of funny. So, you know, my deck was not very teched against Mono Water. I didn't have Alpha Nods to kill Doltetuses for free, I did not have Tomberries to attack for free. Um, and he did have Tom Berry, so like right away, I'm like I'm I think I'm unfavored, but we'll see what happens. Um, we're both X one at this point, and we're both like number two and number three of the Swiss standings. Mm-hmm. So we're we're at the time we're like uh, maybe one of us can like both of us can still get in even if we lose. But I also had the pair down, so I was like I'm pretty sure I have to win this game to to actually get into day two. Yeah, and let me put a pin in that real quick. Uh, now keep in mind. Only top ten got into day two because the last six spots of top sixteen had already been accounted for by the people who got the day one pass from winning a materia cup. So it, it really it makes things way more tight in those last couple of rounds for sure. Yeah. So you know, everyone in the room is like super sweating except for like the EXO. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um so the mono water mirror, I had kind of a weird start. It wasn't like the best. He didn't have the best start either. Um, but basically, there was one, one turn where I was probably going to start having the tempo and start winning because mm. I was going to attack with my blue worm, play realm, bounce my blue worm, and then replay my blue worm. And what happens was I hit a EX Ash, which killed my blue worm. And that kind of just like put me behind forever because like the rest of my hand was not very proactive. Oh, no. So I I think at that point in my in my head I'm like okay, and his hand was very stacked right like he did play like three monsters or something the next turn and I'm like okay I think I lose, um, but I'm still gonna play to win right like I feel like a lot of players in this game when they're in a position where they're losing they're not very experienced with like oh you have your one percent one percenter to win right, um, so what I do is I basically just use all my stuff to try to make him either replay things that draw him a card or like do stuff that makes him draw a card, right? So I would, like, mm-hmm. kukulain his Titus or, you know, like, try to get him to mess up, right? Because at that point, I'm try- I'm playing to make him mess up rather than, like, trying to win on my side. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, like, love nine his Waka. I love nine his Blue Worms, like, these mandatory draw cards. and yeah. Which is super important, by the way, in a game like this, especially against a deck like Mono Water that just draws you just cards out the ass. There, There's a certain point oh, where yeah. you have to, like, turn the corner and say... 
well, now I just play for the deck out, or that needs to be that needs to appear on your radar at a certain point, right? The only way yep. I win is if I don't have to hit him seven times. That's right. <laughs> There's yeah, one so future. Our... <laughs> yeah, our game's a grinder. We get to a point where I'm at two cards left in deck. Kelly's at two cards left in deck. Like basically, he has one more turn. So like, even if he just like answers my board, I lose, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just by deck out, and he like loses focus for a bit and accidentally casts Kukulain. Uh he so at this I, point I hear at this point you put your hands behind your head and like stretch back. <laughs> yeah, because like Brian Berkeley, a lot of the, the top players, you know, some of the day tours came by to watch our game, right? Because it's like a win and in basically. So like yeah. I see Sam Tool, I see KP, I see Sam Prime, I see Brian Berkeley, they're all like watching and no, I'm pretty sure it's pretty evident that, you know, Kelly's gonna win or he should win. And then he cast the Kukulain card, and then like, like I just look at KP, and he like does an eye roll. I, like I lean back, and then Brian just like shakes his head, and like then all of those guys just like walk away instantly. Oh, like no. after seeing the big the big blunder, um, and then Kelly caught it like pretty quick, but he was like, "Dang, I just I just threw." Um, so I really got away with that game, which was my my winning in. Man, call him call him the Hamburglar this weekend. Robble, robble, getting away with two big ones there at the end. Yeah, you know, shout out to Kelly. He 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 realized he made like a, a, a you know a mistake and it cost him. But you know, we still talk. You know, he he jokes now that he birthed the national champion. Which, oh, you know, dude, yeah. He did. <laughs> I mean, you know how it is, man. Like you come out from behind the curtain, you're like, oh, let me see how everybody's doing this round. And at Kelly's just sitting over where they had the uh, the Illuminati sitting on like the wall uh-huh. over there, where they had the High Council sitting up against the, the wall. King's Council. Yeah, he's just sitting over there in a chair by himself. And I look at him, and he's just like, he had that look, dude. You're like, oh no, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> like it was, it was not just an I lost look. It's like that. It's the I lost and it's my fault look, dude. I know that look. That was me in Arizona look. And I'm just like, dude, yep, uh, that sucks. The ball <laughs> in the bleachers. Yeah, that sucks. Brutal. Well, uh, well, you did it. X one that uh that automatically makes you day two at that point because uh it was there was an XO and then there was what five X ones and three X twos if that math maths out or was it two X twos that made I it in? Think it I was think it was two X twos that made it in. Okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. So well, what what was your final seating um at the end of day one? I think I was I don't two. Have my figures in. Okay, okay. And was it Mike Powell was the undefeated, correct? Right, right. Gotcha. So North Carolina, go and raise up, Petey yeah. Pablo. Yep. But now we go to day two. Um now obviously you're you're the some of the pressure's off. You got to day two. Uh get yourself a get yourself a nice dinner and then get some <laughs> sleep. I don't really know what you did on Saturday. Did you hang out? Did you just go right to bed? Did you get right to right to jamming games to get your mind right for day two or I will say the hotel so one thing is like I've never had like played at a hotel. Like this is my first night, right? I'll say mm-hmm. that breakfast in the morning is like very nice. Like so you, good. So good. You got breakfast, you go to the room right there, go back to your hotel room anytime. Uh the only problem with this hotel was like there was nowhere to hang out at night. Like we were trying to play board games, and we got kicked out of the lobby at ten or eleven. Did you guys actually get kicked out the one night? Yeah, they kicked us, and they're like, so, "You can't be here." And we're like, "Uh, okay." Like, Why? Dude, so wait, were you with a? You were around the last last night, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I, well, well, oh, right, right, right. well, because the first time I was like, 
I was like, well, yeah, we were just there so late. I was surprised we weren't going to get kicked out. But then that last night, it seemed like they didn't come to kick us out. But then we also just kind of snuck, <laughs> snuck away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That last night, it seemed like there was not a single person on staff, brother. Like, I don't know what was going on. The hotel was no, a little bit sketchy. We, we, we didn't talk about the hotel. Our boy Tom, dude. It's our, it's our boy Tom. Dude, there is no front door. There is no front desk. <laughs> <laughs> there is no restaurant. No. Dude, I don't know what the hell is going on there, man. I thought the foreman was going to shit his pants when he saw how under construction this place was. My God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was it was it was real janky. But uh, we're renovating. But, you know, yeah, we're renovating. Exactly. But uh, so, you know, you, you did what you could, you know, found your fun however you could on for night one. Um, now, day two, we we switch up the format a little bit. We kind of switch to this FGC you know, double a limb bracket kind of situation, which I, I'm personally not a big fan of. Um, I, I don't, I don't like the, the, I don't know. I, I guess I don't like the change of pace there. I don't like how if you're in the winner side, you have your best two, but then you get stuck in the gulag playing best of ones for the, you know, pretty much until you're done, which I mean, Hey, it worked out for some people. Cause uh, I just give a quick shout out to our boy, Will again in the gulag all day playing best of ones after losing to Sam prime, Dude, taking out uh, Titans, taking out champs. Yeah. Absolutely. But, uh, so real quick, I want to get your, before we talk about your, your day two March to victory there, my King, um, what are your thoughts on the the format change switching to this uh, kind of double a limb bracket? Because I mean, you ended up going the distance. Like there was a bracket reset in grand finals here. What what is your thoughts on on that uh, like format switch? Yeah. So first things is the way they paired it was first two of seed or of Swiss were paired <laughs> against the bottom two of Swiss, and then everyone in between was matched against the day two skippers uh, <laughs> randomly, which I thought was very fair, and then. Sure. They, we just did like die roll to see who got first, which I also thought was fair. Like, I mean, it's the best you mm -hmm. can do, right? Yeah. Sure. Um. So I thought that was great. Uh. I also don't like the if you lose, you play, you go to this like losers. Like, I don't mind that because like you know people want more chances to win, right? Like, obviously, sure. I wouldn't have won if I like they didn't have that part. But mm -hmm. it's it's very tough because you're basically playing a different format. Like, you went from playing yeah. this best of three where you're making two decks to always like you, you basically just have to not lose against one deck. Whereas when you're on the loser side, you're like, I guess I have to pick my best deck that can beat both of his decks, right? Yeah, because you're uh, literally taking decks that you know are like, oh yeah, this loses to X and Y, but like I always have the ability to, you know, like oh like literally your deck, you're like, oh if I play my Chaos Arc deck into their mono deck, that's a problem. So I'm trying to always play it first because that way I'll always catch you know one of the two decks. It's like oh just kidding. Now that's not how it works anymore for you. Right. Big difference. And. Honestly, if you had to ask me who I thought had the two best decks at the event, I would say Mike Powell, like on day two, right? Like, because his wind deck was going to like basically trash everyone except the uh, Pat's ice wind deck and Hunter's double aggro deck. Mm -hmm. um, and his, like, then you, if he played water, he could like obviously beat all the aggro decks. So, like, mm -hmm. like maybe I don't like all his 100 cards, whatever, but I thought Mike Powell definitely had the best like deck spread and the best deck sure. choices of day two um which gives him a big big advantage in the bottom and the losers bracket right because like yeah, let's say you're oki you're like well i can either do one of my my radio deck always loses his water deck but like both of my decks also lose to his wind deck right and then like 
Powell is just going to be like, I'm going to play win. This seems like this seems great. Yeah. <laughs> and what so and what was your thought to um, again, as we get your thought on this before we continue your journey? Um, I was also not a fan of this this day one skip because it didn't seem to work out in anybody's favor, you know, in I, either region. Now, granted, that can be said in hindsight, but John, if you recall, unless I was having that conversation with Alex, I was saying that before day two even started. I was like, I don't think that's that's going to be good for them because there's something to be said, at least in my my most humble non-national champion opinion, that there's something to be said about being in the room on the first day, getting those reps, feeling out what is in the room, riding that momentum. Like there's there's definitely something about that that's kind of intangible, right? Uh, versus just kind of sitting there and watching. And when you know you could potentially play three games of cards and your entire tournament is over. Right. So obviously I would not want to play three games of cards and go home, right? And that's what happened right. to some players. But also I do think like, it's a big advantage just to go straight to day two. So I would never say no to that. And mm-hmm. I do, I still actually do think that they were, were favored, right? They get to play greedier decks. Like you can play two decks that you would be like, eh, this would just might lose to Swiss if I play against like some weird decks round one and round two. Right. Um, so, but they're already safe because they're already in top cut. So honestly, I, I think it's still an advantage. If I would ask if we could do it again, I would still probably say no because I want to play the game, mm-hmm. not because I think it's like inherently good or bad. No, that's fair. That is absolutely fair. So, because I I don't like it, John. What are your thoughts? I, I just want to know. Like I'm asking everybody because I don't, I don't. I hope they don't. I guess I'm I'm asking this because I I kind of hope they don't do that next year. Look, I'm I'm old school, Chris. I like me a top 32, top 16, top 8, top 4, yeah. semis and finals. The prizing is nice and easy. There's no confusion about who gets the but we don't have to play these extra games when people really don't want to play anymore and we're having them play off for like these these inter spots, you know? Um mm-hmm. I mean, I know I know that sometimes you you take an L that doesn't feel so good. And when, you know, it literally knocks you out of contention, essentially. And then they're like, hey, hey, can you come back and play for fifth? It's like, uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Can can I not? Um, You know, so I I don't know. There's something to be said, like, you know, the spectacle is a little bit like you get this this story of people coming up from the bottom bracket. It's interesting. But like Viridian said, I I think it kind of like it's weird the way they chose to make it just one deck on the bottom half like that it wasn't yeah. just like they just played again and, and it was like a double elimination kind of thing because they literally changed the format on you and they changed like the strengths or weaknesses on those and then what i think about the skippers yeah. is um i do think obviously it's it's a, a big advantage to just make day two i mean there's literally like those people they're were guaranteed to a garnet yeah right? and, like i was just about to say they're guaranteed a certain amount of Surprising. They were guaranteed like a dollar amount that is is going yeah. up and up, but you know it's like almost definitely four digits, you know, but more. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's like okay, uh, there's a huge advantage there. I mean, I don't think any of them are going to complain about making day two right away. I do think mm-hmm. that yeah, you know, there's no way for you to get in flow state, and some of those are like, hey, the most 
um, the most relevant practice some of those people had for day two was on day one against like other people in the room. I mean, sometimes there's even people who play against people they played in Swiss, right? Like you learned a lot of things about your opponent in that matchup. Um, and, and in both regions, just, you know, it can be said that none of those people saw that type of success. Like none of them saw success day two in Europe either. So, um, you know, I don't think that it's that they were at a disadvantage. I, I still think that there's plenty of advantages there, but I do think that there is something to be said, obviously, for playing through um, day one of the tournament. And and sometimes, Chris, it's just your day. You know, sometimes it's your tournament. Yeah. You're running hot. You you've practiced all the matchups. You're feeling good, and then you when you go all the way through day one, and that is still the case, dude. There's like, you know, that that's just and like a, that's a crazy natural kind of high, though. Like you're so confident, yeah. you know, and and like it really can get you through a lot of yeah, weird situations and high pressure situations. Yeah, yeah. I, like I will say that. I will say that if 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 losers bracket was also best of three, I don't think anyone would have complained. Yeah, I think yeah, exactly. I don't sure, mind it if it's best point. of three. That's a very fair what point. I don't like is how it changed the format and, and literally like yeah, like it changed mm-hmm. what was good about your decks or your deck choices and maybe it made them bad, you know. So Absolutely. So now go ahead and walk us through your uh your bracket. Uh who did you end up playing? I mean, I could probably pull up the bracket. I just don't have it in front of me here. I don't have my figures or stats in front of me. My king, I apologize. <laughs> but who was your uh who was your first opponent going into day two? My first opponent again was my friend Rachel. Uh, oh he was, man, the I, local killer! I also like how I heard people come up to the front and be like, "Hey, this is great that you gave us everybody's deck list, but this C and this G look really similar." And like all weekend, people had been confusing like the two of you guys or whatever. And like somebody looked at the wrong deck list at some point because there were like two Ryan's yeah, or there whatever. Was a, there was a there was a Ray Chow, and then there was like a a, a, a Ray Greg uh, Greg's, Ray Greg's. Yeah, but yeah. all I know is there was just like there were like all of these cases of mistaken identity happening like all weekend and then like you guys were playing against each other and people were telling us the wrong thing about like who who was winning and it was like so so troll anyway sorry go ahead and it's also because uh the way they they oh, gave us everyone's like actually check-in stapled too? the way yeah they, they... <laughs> they it was stapled alphabetically so like oh yeah, you'd be yeah. like oh ray ray ryan like <laughs> yeah great oh. yeah, yeah. Um, so I play well, against Rachel. They just give you the whole packet. They just gave you the whole, just the whole file folder. Yeah, they were like, this is yeah. how we do it in Why? Japan. I mean, it was helpful for us, because they were like, this is a photocopy, so you can just keep this. I was like, oh, sick. All right, cool. You know, yep. for, for the casters, it was great. I mean, I'm going to do that <laughs> every time now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so top 16, I play against Ray Chow. Um, so the same thing, he was, you know, Earth Lightning, Cat 6. I obviously lost him in Swiss. Um, but I think my draws were kind of bad for game three, and I think I made a bad misplay against him game one. But I basically like tightened up my gameplay. He bricked game one, so I had an auto win. And then game two, I believe my deck was like a slightly better tech for the mirror, and like I drew better than him, to be honest. So I had I was very worried about this round because you know I lost to Ray Chow. He's my only loss. But I kind of like cruised cruised it. Like it was very, you know, it was it was easier than than I expected. Because he, he had some hard draws. Um, top eight. Sent him off to the gulag. I sent I sent my friend to the bottom and like I felt like kind of a bad friend throughout the day because you know like 
I was just like paying only attention to myself. You know, I'm like, I'm in the top bracket. I have like no idea what my, my other friends are doing down there, dude. They're in a different realm from me. <laughs> tough, be, tough being on top. It's, you know, I'm a winner. And, uh, you know, I worry about things that are, affect winners, not people down there in the losers bracket. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then top eight, I play against Sam Prime, who's playing the mono lightning chaos arc. Um, I knew that, you know, Mono Water was my good matchup against both of his decks. Like, mm -hmm. you want to start... I know I said I start with Earth Lightning, but, like, you want to play the deck that also has a guaranteed good matchup against both decks. You get your free win, and then your your deck that might be sketchier will for sure get to go first on game three if you get there, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so my Mono Water beat the Mono Lightning Chaos Arc deck on stream. Um, they had a very cool tech, which was the Arisha. Like, you could discard a summon, and get a dark like another yeah. summon so they use it to fix themselves and pull out the arc when they needed it yeah um i did make a bit of a misplay i like ran my shinryu into this hidden text card called opus one lulu mm. uh, <laughs> oh, the anthem. Dude, we were just practicing with f5 i had the uh this is okay i had the copium <laughs> like uh shinryu made his chaos arc two cp cheaper so this is actually strategic by me wow uh, there it is. i had that copium but uh you know i still i still won that game even through that misplay um then game two i played you know earth lightning i bricked i played gabranth turn one uh the game surprisingly was very competitive like all the way through um i rewatched it um and one thing that Twitch chat kept saying was like, why didn't you steal like Man in Black? Uh, the thing is, Mono Lightning deck has had um, Chadley, so he can pull back a forward, right? So he could pull back his Chaos. Uh, yeah. I had a so he'd play Chaos for free. He'd get his Man in Black back, and then like he could like arc my my Chaos, and I was just dead. So I had to discard him to put him handless and hope he top decks, or hope he doesn't top deck, which he did, and I still died, but. No, That's the rationale. A lot of times when you play Chaos Arc, you don't actually want to steal their forward. You want to make sure that they can't get their forward back, which is why you almost never keep the water stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, or you keep their hand low to, you know, if they ever do something to your your Chaos, then your Arc's useless, so your hand's dead. So you have to, like, you know, get rid of your cards. Yep. And you're still ahead. It's not like it's bad. Um, so I did the Earth Lightning versus Radio. That's kind of what I did. I like He played an Une. I, like, killed it with Chaos Arc. Um, his deck runs low backups, so at some some point, XF is just going to run away with the game because they don't have anything yeah. to stack. And nothing to kill it. <clears throat> That'll do it. Pew pew. Yeah, so that's another... So you won You won that in two games, or did you go to game three against Sam? Uh, we went to game three. I lost Earth Lightning game two. Oh, that's Climbing right. That's right. The mountain. That's yep. right. So, here we, so now we're in top four. Yeah, so top Good four... Way. Mm -hmm. Sorry, go ahead. No, please, no, please, please. You, <laughs> this is all you. I'm just, I got my feet up. I'm listening. Yeah, top four. I play against Sam Tool. Um, he's one of my scariest opponents. Uh, he's playing four color wall plus mono water. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's like I need to cue my Earth Lightning into his wall deck because like water is not super good into that. So I lead with Earth Lightning. Uh, had a pretty good start. I was able to heck him, keep him off his colors. Eventually run out Xeth, and he just has nothing. He can't use his deck anymore, right? Because it's a four-color deck. Uh, take the W. Then I played Water versus four-color wall, um, which is an unfavored matchup, and he was playing it well, right? So 
I'll say I'll say he's playing it mostly well. Uh because you know because it was best of three and we did have a time limit, I think, with 70 minutes. Uh I felt like as we kind of got closer to the end of our game two, he had lethal on me a bunch, but like he was not killing me. So I didn't like concede. I was like, well, he's not killing me. So I'm gonna like try to play it out. I do have him at damage five, yeah. so there's like a small chance I could win. Um Absolutely. But I definitely could feel like maybe he wasn't, but I could feel him getting a little flustered, like he wasn't playing perfectly anymore near the end of that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he might have been worried about like the game three, the time that we had left, which we still had like 27 minutes by the time we started game three. No, that's a that's a, again that's a real thing. That is a real thing. You have to start man, especially coming down the back half of the round. You have to you have to think about if you can if if you have to force that game three, can you finish it? Because they you know, again another quick interlude here. There was a lot of questions at the beginning of this tournament about what happens with sudden death in game two. That we had Hobby Japan turned around all backwards asking these questions. So like that's a very real thing to think about. Yep. Um, so then we do the mono water mirror. You know, I of course had the perfect start. He did not have a perfect start. Oh, that's uh, a He started feeling like I think he was starting to like you know lose a little hope because of how good my start was, right? And like he made some mistakes. Like obviously he was really far behind, uh, but at some point I was able to take it because you know I was just really far ahead. Um, so yeah, that was my top four. Yeah, all right. So now we're going to winter side finals uh, against Hunter. Uh, go ahead and walk us through that match because he he does he beat you here or at a because again I I get turned around coming near the end of this double a limb goofy bracket. It gets a little weirder the further the deeper you get. Yeah. Um. So basically, honestly, I'm feeling very confident. Like I'm like. I beat Sam Tool. I qualified for Worlds. Life is very yes. good, you know? The deed's um, been done? The deed's you were been the first, done. You were the first name, I think, of all the people. I, I think of the qualified players. I think you were the one who drew first blood. I think you got your you got your win first. So I think you were the first of the four to get the spot. So, again, huge congrats on that. But now here we go. Now, now you're just going for the W. Right. Um, and then honestly, I'm feeling pretty confident against Hunter, right? Because I knew he was playing mm-hmm. Cat Six and Magisa, which are like you know two aggro decks, which mm-hmm. I think both of my decks can beat. So you know, like feeling a little confident. Uh, playing at worst like third place, right? Which is pretty good for Snats. Mm-hmm. Can't yeah, be mad. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, and then what happens is I get swiftly demolished, like uh, just absolutely destroyed. Uh, um, I. Don't think there's anything I could have done better. I honestly drew pretty poorly for both games, um, but you know. And he did not, I assume. And, and he drew pretty. He drew like good enough. Like I, I don't remember what he drew. I just remember my hands being so bad. It didn't matter oh, what no. he did. Um, <laughs> Yikes! But it, it was like you know, day one, I got really lucky. You know, like I mm. probably squeaked in. Uh, you know, day two, I've been running hot all day. You know, like no bad draw, like no bad starts or anything. No, it's it's kind of bound to happen, right? By variance, so it's, if it happens in upper bracket finals, okay, like I'll take yeah, this, this any day. <laughs> this is the place you want it to happen because you've you, you've already gotten to where you want to be for sure. Um, right. So so now you lose the hunter, and now you're down in the gulag with everybody else. Who did you have to play after that? All right. So at this point, I'm you know I'm like I think my tournament's over. 
I'm basically going to have to play against Mike Powell uh, or I think potentially at, at this point I had thought Sam Tool might have been in because they mm -hmm. the lower bracket had one extra round. So like we didn't actually know who I was going to play. Um, but I was like, if I play against Pat uh, or Mike Powell or Sam Tool and they bring their wind deck against me, I have a very good chance of losing and just not being able to beat it with Earth Laning. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, in my head, I was like, ah, we had a good run. Uh, what ended up happening was I, Mike Powell uh, was the third place. I think, I'm not sure who he beat to get there, but like mm -hmm. we were in the lower bracket finals. Um, I'm saying Earth Lightning is slightly unfavored versus water, at least the build I had, because I didn't have enough monster removal. I only had two, two monster removal mm -hmm. spells. Um, but I was fairly confident he was going to play Wind, in which case my water deck can't beat Wind anyway, so I'm basically have to play Earth Lightning no matter what. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I think Mike Powell... So when we were reading each other's deck list in the, the shared time, uh, he kind of like laughed a little bit, like he pulled something on his phone. And then, you know, we chose our decks, and then I asked him before the, the game started, I'm like, did you laugh because you saw this one CP Ramu in, in my deck and you didn't, you know, have to look, uh -huh. you had to look it up or whatever? And uh -huh. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. He just gave me a chuckle. <laughs> 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 but uh, but you got me kind of thing, you know, or at least that's what I thought it was. Um, mm. So we, we had our match. Uh, he did not have the hottest start. Like, he had to uh, choke a mock to get a backup uh, to get his fat chocobo going um and then i think he was a little scared of the one cp ramu that he didn't play like probably like how he normally plays because mm -hmm. he, he was kind of just scared of that card That's and uh they got to a point where i was like he's not like his his backups were still like not super great either right like he had a very slow start i'm like well he's actually like not doing anything so i'm just gonna like pitch my whole hand and just man in black double heck three him put him on two backups and then the last two cards in my hand were like Chaos Arc. And you can kind of see what happened on stream. You know, he like he killed my man in black as expected. But mm -hmm. then his backup line was kind of ruined. Um and by the time he finally rebuilt his backup line, like he was he he was gonna deck because he drew too many cards. Nice. So that's uh so now now you there it is. There it is. You were you were clawing your way back up. Now did you have to play Oh, so, but that was it. No, you get to play Hunter again in the grand finals now. Like, there was no and then match we had the grandest final. Yeah, the grander. Oh, the grand. Okay. Yeah. The, the grandest, grandest finals. Final. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So ran into Hunter. Um, you know, some people are like, "Yeah, you can get your." You know, like you guys had. It's okay that you lost him in, in top two, but you'll you'll get him in the in the finals, right? I was thinking in my head, I was like, "Well, I just need to draw better." Like, I don't think I misplayed horribly or whatever and we didn't get to the part where i got to misplay horribly i guess i should say <laughs> i just died <laughs> mm -hmm. um so i played water versus cat six that was a back and forth game i double love nine him in that game um <laughs> took the w there then it was his turn to break when i played earth lightning versus cat six like he super bricked like he played five cp lock turn one the omega passed. brick dude oh, that yeah that was no. uh that was not great, dude. The oh. hand was in the hair. Hand was in the hair. Oh, yeah. no. That's that a wrap me. on that one. Yeah, basically, yeah, you can guess what happened there. I just, like, you know, chanted. The word guaranteed is, like, echoing in his head. He's like, no, 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 not like this. <laughs> yeah, so then uh, we you know, get to the grandest finals, right? As uh, Irving and Coding coined. Um, <laughs> I. So what? 
no, please go ahead. Because uh, I, I, I didn't watch it. I was, uh, I was, I was, I was drunk. Uh, what, uh, what, <laughs> you might what have been like you asleep. Into? <laughs> That's possible too. What, uh, what, uh, what deck? What deck did you pick, and what deck did he pick? Uh, I chose water. Um, I felt water had a good matchup versus both of his decks because you know sure. and Atomos both play a role in shutting down Megisa, yeah, and absolutely. you know it's generally okay versus uh, spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think he chose Megisa. Or well, I know he chose Megisa, but I think that was because he lost two in a row with Cat Six. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the tournament, he was like, "Dang, I probably should have stayed with Cat Six instead of playing Megisa." Mm-hmm. Um. So, basically, what this match came down to was my opening five hands was a, a one backupper. It was an Oracle, but I also had Kukulain and Atomos in my hand. Uh, I was also I also got to go first. So like I was like, I can't let this hand go. It's like too good to to, to Mulligan because like. Kukulain yeah. and Atomos are literally the best interaction against Megisa. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm like, well, keep. Played one back up turn one. Then he didn't immediately Megisa off. Like he waited like he waited one turn. Um, and then I was lucky I top decked the Sarah. So then like I was set with my backups, right? Like Sarah got me Gordon and I had one backup up that I could either Atomos or Kukulain his Megisa. Yep. And I ended up doing both on his turn and he was super far behind and I was like super curved out. Oh man, brutal! And you, I think you just kind of rode that uh, that hand to victory, didn't you? Yes, I was like, it was like it felt so surreal, right? You know, I'm like, when I killed this Megisa, I'm like, well, is this happening? Am I gonna win worlds? Like, I hope I'm not counting my <laughs> you know eggs before they hatch, but you know, I'm like super far ahead right now. Yeah, no, that's probably in your throat. Just uh, I can imagine the 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 how that I, I can't imagine how that feels, but uh. But you did it. You rode that to victory, got the win. You are the your first nationals out. First one take Tommy over here. First time <laughs> out, national champion. Now I know we've ran a little long. You know, I loved hearing the story. Um, was there anything you would have changed in either of your lists going into the tournament looking back on it? I probably would have made the mono water deck have the monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh I well, so basically I after you know doing pretty well at Nats. I was talking to Alex uh, Hancock. He was, you know, making mm-hmm. his choices for Euros, um, mm-hmm. and basically, I would have settled up. Like we talked, and I was like, "You should cut the fiends. They were pretty bad." Um, mm-hmm. I would probably, I would have ended up on the same fifty as him, which was like plus Alpha Nod plus two Tom Berries, probably. Gotcha. My Minus beautiful Berry boy. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, no, I'm glad he uh, did well with Mono Water too. I definitely didn't want to be like. He's like, I lost because I brought your model water deck, but I'm glad he did well with it, and uh, it'll be cool to, to see him in Japan. Will be cool. Absolutely. And it'll be cool to see you there leading Team North Carolina to the uh, to the promised land now. now <laughs> team I know Raleigh. Every, everybody, that's right. Now, I know everybody's asked you, you know, when, when you win Worlds, whoa, what's your whoa. world champion card <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm first calling your shot not, right now. You're, you're going to win. Say, you. uh, if I win, I probably won't. But Viridian but, versus Kaka in the finals. No. I'm calling it right now. I think I would maybe choose... I mean, Hecaton 3 is my card. I love backup destruction. Um, it works well with like Earth, Ice Earth and Earth Lightning. Um, but I could, see, I could also see Hecaton 3 being like, you know, like not a good card very soon so like i might also choose one cp kukulain and 
get Kelly to sign it just because it'd be funny. Oh man, <laughs> the king maker. Got him. Got him. <laughs> wow. Holy Damn. shit! Holy. <laughs> the the, the face Kukulain's making on that card is the face that Kelly was making after he cast it. <laughs> just. Mm. You love it. You love to see it. That's uh, definitely the. Uh, I almost feel like that has to be the play, right? Like that. That that's the move. And also, I Kukulain just seems like. Really, like it will never be bad. I'd be very surprised. No, it won't. That card's amazing. Yeah. That card's been amazing since since Opus Nine. But um, but nah, man. Again, I, I think I speak for everyone when I say congratulations. It couldn't have happened to a better person. Um, you know, just a way to cap off a just a, a strong performing season. Um, you know, we look forward to seeing what you do in Tokyo. Um. Before we let you go, um, any any shout outs you want to give any anybody you want to uh, you want to thank, you know, for for all the testing, any, uh, you know, just just send us off really is what we're what we're asking you to do here. Yeah, I guess I feel like I have a long list, but, you know, first all, shout out to my team TFE. Um, there were people around the, the globe, Australians, uh, Europeans, Japanese, uh, which is uh, Eureka. Uh, but the you know they're like my main brewing team. I asked them a lot of questions, and honestly, we're just like good friends now. I'm I'm making plans to meet them in Japan, uh, hang awesome. out. Uh, you know, also, you know, shout out to RVA. You know, like not only Snugzy hey. and for running the locals, which you know I do play on, and it is, it's it's very tough to play online because it's hard to find people but when you have a place that you know is gonna fire every wednesday you know like you can at least play two or three rounds like no matter what if you can make the time for it that's always great um and you know you you know obviously the stream team for saving saving the stream it's very fun to rewatch the uh you know the whole event sometimes you get stuff that like you get to see the casters reactions too, or I get to hear John, you know, exclaiming excitedly when I won, which was like super, you know, sweet. <laughs> uh, well, so, you know, like the Seattle locals who I test with, you know, everyone I play online with, um, everyone I talk to on discord in a, in our little, like a group where we give each other a bunch of shit, but you know, I'm pretty sure we're, you're pretty good friends. I hope. <laughs> oh, we definitely are. That's, that's not. What, we're getting. They're the voted off the more. island. They're voted off the island. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, and you know, shout out to the FFTCG community. I believe that you know it's it's a great community. Uh, I really love going. To, like, I would not travel to play you know Lorcana or like Magic the Gathering and stuff. But like you know, Final Fantasy is a fun game. Also, getting to meet a lot of people. You know um and talk to them and you get to see the same people over and over again or at least like like i know uh you know like the people who write ff decks like i met jordan at yeah LA yeah cool. you know i always use his website you know dude wayne not... was strutting around too man yeah oh and wayne just, uh, thank you every awesome. time i see him thank you for octagon wayne also wayne please uh update opus 21 asap for yes. the Shooter good of my uh, world's <laughs> testing, <laughs> but no, shout out to Wayne. Uh, definitely would not be as good of a player without uh, you know his his help on the online platform. Absolutely, well, brother, you are again very well earned. Uh, we all look forward to watching you from our seats here back home, watching you and Team North America just do the damn thing. Uh, L O L N A stops here. 
is what happens. That's what's going to happen with. Don't don't quit that. Look, we're <laughs> Lord, look, look, Lord Viridian. It stops right we're here. We're feeding them as best as we can down here. All right, keep them keeping the boys strapped. Right? That's right. Keep them strapped. Get them ready. And cookout. That's right. That's right. Viridian, you fly out. We'll get you all set up. That's right. But um, but that that's all I've got. Again, thank you for taking us on the journey. It was a fantastic weekend. It was great seeing everybody, and I just I just can't wait till next. I can't wait for next season to start. Like I I left hungrier than I ever have been for this game because it it feels like it's real again. Um, yeah. so I, I have a lot wait. of uh, confidence in the yeah, direction same. you're going, same. and and the people that are behind the wheel. Yeah, yep. I talked to, you know, we, we lost Shell and we lost Tim from Europe side. But, you know, after meeting Sarah, I mean, I had a brief conversation with Sarah, but I'm very hopeful, you know, for the future of next year, at least, you know, like they announced Worlds and that there will be an organized play. And uh, I'm excited to, yeah. to play again next year. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait to watch you become the first back-to-back national champion. <laughs> you heard it here first. So <laughs> I think that's well, it for us, that's- brother. I, uh, that's we're going to go out on the highest note possible. So we definitely appreciate everybody listening. Uh, be sure to cheer on your national champion. I guess at some time between October and December, no fucking clue when it is, but <laughs> winter, uh, 2023 example, <laughs> winter, please look forward to it. Um, but uh, yeah. Thanks so for coming uh, on, see you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. No, Always thank you guys pleasure. for the interview. Of course. Anytime, champ. Anytime. Well, we will. Uh, we will see you guys next time. Go North Carolina. Go on raise up. Take Viridian. Spin him around your head like a helicopter. <laughs> Doodles. Thanks once again for listening to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can head on over to rvareturners.com. 